Hello, I'm Dwayne, aka Dwayne Cube, and we are about to put an age-old argument to rest. Cue music. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened Woo, to it. Come on! Yeah. Up yours, Star Wars. Right, hang on, hang on, oh, hang, on. hang on. I've nailed me colours to the mast early now, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you kind of... Right, so uh, three of us have decided that um, we're going to have a little bit of fun in, in the, um, the, the no man's land that falls between Christmas and New Year. And we're going to have a little bit of fun um, discussing... Which is better, Star Wars or Star Trek? Now, the two of us are in very de- definitive camps here. Uh, Dave is very definitely Trek. I'm very definitely, very definitely Wars. And Stuart is our lovely middleman moderator. He kind of likes both, although he kind of errs towards Wars a little bit more, I think. But, you know, he, he does enjoy both. So, over to you, Stu. Uh, yes, so we have to declare that because, uh, as everybody who knows me, I am more partial to Star Wars than Star Trek. Uh, one thing, I've got Star Wars memorabilia and I have no Star Trek memorabilia, so I don't know that's that slays the, uh, the pendulum a different way or whatever. But I will be as honest as I can be and I will be as fair. So... And so this is going to be leagued, but this we're not going to. Uh, this is not going to be included in the league totals. We've just leagued this to ourselves. So who? What's the best? And I think people might be talking about this for years. That this will be the definitive, the definitive. documentation of which is the best: Star Wars or Star Trek. You know what? It could even come out as a dead heat somehow. I don't know how because we've managed to do the numbers where that won't happen. But you never know; it might happen. <laughs> So we've got One of the categories could be a draw. Then, then it'll yeah. Be like, so wow. we've got right. We've got fifteen categories in this competition, and uh, we don't really know how long it's going to go either because it could get quite passionate, or it could be very quick. We don't really know. So we'll start on there. Right then. So we're going to start from number one. This is a big one because it's the volume of content. So, Dwayne, hit me. Right. Okay. So um, just. Looking at the, the volume of content, we have nine main movies. So there's the, 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 the what they've called the Skywalker saga. So there's nine of those. There's two anthology movies. Uh, so uh, Rogue One and Solo. There are two movies we don't talk about, but they exist. And that's the two Ewok movies, Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor, which were just both fucking... I will hold my hands up. Forgot forgot about those. Yeah, they were terrible. They were terrible. Um, There's also an animated Clone Wars movie, the Clone Wars series, the Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Resistance, The Mandalorian, The Bad Batch, Visions, and The Book of Boba Fett, which I think is out today... 
for it, me. Very, very so, soon. Yeah, very soon. Yeah, like imminently. And then there was also... That doesn't, that doesn't count because it's not out, okay. is it? Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's As fine, recording fine. this podcast, that is not out, so that's that not cannot out, be included. But the trailer was, and the trailer's awesome. So, And then there was also two animated shows which were out in like the late 80s, um, the Ewoks and the Droids, which I actually watched both of those, and they were both very, very enjoyable. So that's how how much recently Star Wars... or when you were a child. When I was a child, I haven't watched. I haven't, they're on Disney Plus, but I haven't watched them since because you know it might ruin it for well, me. It's, just, it's because Star Star Wars is for kids, isn't it? Really, so uh, right. So uh, no, uh, no uh, let, cheap swipes. Thank you. No, no, no. Right. So let's just do a little uh, rule rule query. Uh, right, are we talking now the volume of content? Are we talking motion pictures or television series? Because Star Trek really. To be fair, is really really rooted in its TV and Star TV Wars. And fi- TV and right, we're talking okay, TV so, and films. Right. Okay. Now, when we're talking about TV as well, we're not you're not counting each individual episode. You're just counting the you know the original series of Star Trek. That's classed as one, and then uh, Next Generation is two. Not and not how many episodes? There, there, there were there were seventy eight episodes. There were, but the mate, series, they weren't all see. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much, and I love Star Trek Next Gen. <laughs> Spock's brain is a classic. <laughs> that, I didn't say they're all bad, did I? I said some of them, you know. So anyway, uh, okay. So th- there's a lot of content there. Now I've got to admit, a, I think, a lot of I content. think, I think a lot of it ramped up as soon as Disney bought. Uh, um, yes, so I mean there was lot... there was a lot of stuff like Clone Wars and things like that, which were you know which Lucas made and it was part of his you know, his empire at that point. But I think when Disney took over, they started really churning the, the stuff out. <laughs> Good or bad, it depends on... Uh, so yeah, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, I think all kind of came <laughs> yeah. af- after d- the Disney buyout. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. What's the, ba- what's the Bad Batch? I've not heard of that. So it's about... I've, it's on Disney+, Plus. I've not watched it. I've just... Time, man. Time. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's about... Um, like a, a troop of clone troopers who I think there's slightly defective, and it's about their adventures. So, who's in? Who's who's in it? Is it who's? I don't know anybody any famous really. I don't think there's uh, any. I can't really think of anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 definitely aimed at children as well. It's you know it's definitely a, a teen, early teen, uh, main program. So which is fine. I mean, because Star Trek also do. Uh, their cartoons as well, which are aimed at uh, a very younger market. So you know it's all good. They have to they have to make they have to get the new blood in, don't they? At some point, you know they have. Yeah, you, know, they get, you can't point. always like appeal to the man babies. I mean, there's only so far that can take you. Because <laughs> we're going to start dying off soon. Exactly. Um, then, yes. then what are you left with? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that's quite a volume of films there. So Dave. Uh, sorry, volume of content because it's not just films. Uh, so, Dave, what have you got in return for that one? Well, so yeah, so the original series we said, um, oh, it's sixty-eight episodes. Actually, I think I said seventy-eight. I was over-egging it straight away. Uh, that was that was three seasons. That was back in the sixties, as you guys know. Um, then we've got seven seasons of uh, Next Generation. And these these were seasons that are they're sort of around twenty two episodes long, mind. So episode count, well, I don't know. Uh, 
140 um, something, 160? Yeah, per it's season. Not, so it's, it's, um, it's a lot, isn't it? That's a, a lot. lot. Don't forget, don't, you have forgotten the animated series, by the way, which was made in 73 to 74. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing this chronologically. Uh, okay, fair enough then. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I, I, I ruined your uh, flow. Sorry. Carry on. Um, uh, do you know what? Actually, I think I did forget. <laughs> so much. There's so much. Right? There's so much. I can't keep track of it all. Um, right, then. So, ne- next generation. Then we've got seven seasons of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Uh, again, 20-odd episodes per season. Seven seasons of Voyager. Four seasons of Enterprise. Cut up short, because it... Yeah, wouldn't yeah. be the best. Yeah. Uh, four seasons so far of Discovery. Mm-hmm. One season of Picard. Yep. Uh, with another season on the way. That doesn't count, remember. Um, oh, it doesn't. No, I <laughs> broke my own that. Actually, and sorry, no, I have got the animated series. Here we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two, okay. two seasons of that. Um. <laughs> Two seasons of Lower Decks, yep, which is uh, is like a comedy cartoon thing. Really not funny, but yeah. Uh, I think I watched one and thought, but we're not talking quality at the minute, boys, are we? We're just, just talking quantity. 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 Yeah. Never mind the quality. Feel the width. <laughs> <laughs> the girth. The girth of the problem. <laughs> Um, then we move on to the movies. So we've got six movies featuring the original crew. Mm-hmm. Captain Kirk, Spock and the rest of them. Four films um, with the Next Generation crew. And three of the um, the reboot Star Trek. The J.J. Abrams the one. Chris Pine. Yes. Yes. Pine. I knew it. I, uh, I couldn't remember which Chris it was. There's so many fucking Chris's in Hollywood at the moment. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it, Chris Pine. It, yeah. It's one of the Chris's. I don't know. The Kelvin timeline, I think they call those films. So three of those um, at the moment. So huge amount of content. Right. That's just. That is because just. That's just uh, film or filmic content as in tv film we're not talking books at the moment here no no that's all that, either so no, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's it so end. yeah so it's important to state that we're only talking about stuff which you can get on the tv on film at you know, a cinema or you know whatever that way so right okay that's cool i've got to say i do think star trek has it on this one just because <sighs> of no, the amount is- of the amount of content on the tv series they are i mean for me, the TV series on all the TV series were very hit and miss, and we can go into the later, and we'll go into the you know a bit more in depth descriptions. But you can't deny so much, so much of it. Bloody hell! It's just when, when, you, when you when you look at really what what has been delivered over since the sixties, sixty six, to to you know to the present day, and including uh, feature films as well, which I would say majority of them are quite good as well. There's some rough rough ones in there, but, you know, the majority of good ones. So I'm going to give the vote to Star Trek on this one. I think that's fair. Purely because the numbers Straight don't in. lie on that one. Straight in. Straight there, in. W- there, was a, there was a story a few years back, this is before streaming, that there was that much Star Trek and that many episodes of Star Trek floating around that if you had a 
powerful enough satellite dish that you could pick up all the TV channels um, and it, you could get everything. You could watch Star Trek continuously because there's uh, always didn't they say this? Star didn't Trek they say this, the same thing about Roseanne at one point? It was always on somewhere. So you know that's that's no gauge of did they being any good? Oh, yeah. All right. No. Okay. But I, I'm happy to kick off with a win for the Trek. I'm do, I'm doing Trek proud so far. But again, I, I will reiterate: we're talking qu- quantity, yeah, not contents. Quality. We're not talking quality of contents. We're just talking contents, and quality they are the clear. Of, of yes, Star when, Trek when is you, a clear. When you win. keep rehashing the same, I mean, what is Star Trek? It's just like people in a spaceship just visiting different planets. Oh uh, no, no, you did week. say no cheap shots. Come on, now. that's not a cheap shot. Come I'm, on, just saying, no, he's, I'm just saying he's, he's on the defensive already. <laughs> we only an option one. Oh, we got man. plenty. We got. Don't you worry, Dwayne. <laughs> We've got plenty, plenty numbers to go yet. So, right then. So, uh, number two, movie takings. Now, this is going to be an average across all the movies. And to be fair, what we really should do it in is the opening weekend. Because, obviously, you, films make a lot of money after the fact as well. And how can you really oh, that's fair. truly monitor that? Where, where we've, we have numbers of definite opening weekend in the US as well, to be fair, because I've got those numbers. I haven't got any other numbers. <laughs> But you know, well, so got, just like I don't have those numbers, I've just got okay. Um, so, so we've got like one, takings. you know, yeah. So, and, we, and we've got so all the films now, admittedly, there are slightly more, I think there's slightly more Star Wars films than Star Trek, I believe. Only by a few, only by about I three, think it's I think. pretty, pretty equal, yeah, yeah, pretty equal. So, you know, so I think, I think Star Trek might actually, yeah, edge it out, actually. Now, and, and also these figures, which I've noticed when I've when I've done a time, I wouldn't say I've done a lot of research, I've just looked into them. The, the numbers are what they were at that time. So what a million pound was in the seventies is not what a million pound is today, kind of thing. So, so and these numbers don't these numbers don't uh, adjust for inflation either. So it, it's a bit of a, a strange one. So the and because the films don't come out one, you know, exactly at the same time. You know, there's not franchise film. There's not Star Wars and Star Trek coming out on the same day every time. So it's a bit. It's a bit. You got to you got to be a bit more playful with the figures. I would say. So, uh, who wants Ooh, to yeah. who okay. wants to go first on this one? I'll say D- D- Dave can go first because he went for uh, Dwayne. Went yeah, I I will. But judging by what you've just said, I have not looked into it in that depth, Stu. Right. Okay. I've done I've done no um, adjustment for time of year for what year it came out or um, or anything like that. Right, so I'll okay. just I'll I'll just kind of give you the figures I've got. It sounds like you might off Stu to be fair. Sure. Okay. Well what I'll do, uh, when the podcast goes live in the description I'll put a, a link to the Star Wars and Star Trek wiki. So see people um, and we're only going by the wiki one. Now we know that wiki is not one hundred percent sacrosanct because people can edit it, whatever. But there's also a website called the numbers which have got all the gross uh domestic box office for a weekend as well. Which is very handy for this one. So, but I'll pull those in the links. But let's see. Let's see what you've got, then, Dave. Uh, right. So, yeah, takings. Then. So, uh, I've done a little bit of research into into this, but not uh, a great deal, Stu. Right. So, the lowest taking Star Trek movie, which kind of makes sense, is Star Trek Nemesis. Which yeah, took, I agree. Yeah. Um, sixty-seven million. And that had Tom Hardy in it, and that's all it took. Okay, that yeah, you're looking at uh, worldwide box office there. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I am. No, that's fine. Okay, yeah, we'll do that one now. Okay, that's fine. Um, 
the highest taking is Star Trek Into Darkness, which is four hundred and sixty-seven million. <laughs> I know. So it's alright, It's alright. Let him let him carry on. It's okay. <laughs> I know, I know. It's okay. Let him, don't, don't steal his thunder. Come on. <clears throat> so the total takings <laughs> for all of the Star Trek films. <laughs> yes. Two, two billion. Two. That's a, that's a, oh, that is a big number. To be fair, I mean, give it, give it, give it, Jew. Come on, two billion. Okay, yes, is a lot of money. Two, yes. two hundred sixty-six million nine hundred seven. £1,732. Well, you don't have to be that accurate, but like a lot of people have made, been... Actually, sorry, no, that's, do- that's dollars. That's sorry, dollars. that's dollars. Normally US dollars, so... Yeah, now, there's that's been dollars. a lot of rich people made of these films, so we cannot snub 2.2... Let's call it 2.2 billion, okay? Because well, that's let's just easier. Let's, let's round it up to 2.3, then. Why, okay, we... Yeah, oh, no, yeah, actually, yeah, no, 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 2.2, 2.2. So that's an average per, per movie... Of $174,377,518 per, per movie. Okay, yep. That, right, that's what I've got. I'm, uh, to be honest, awesome. I'm not feeling confident now. <laughs> well, you, well you, you know what? You, you, I, you Don't reserve any kind of judgment until Dwayne no, no. comes in with his sunglasses so, and takes them off. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've not gone in, into the, the kind of the, the details with that. Because like Stu says, it's really difficult when the, like, the, the takings for the original episode four would have been like so much less but if you kind of that like adjusted for inflation it probably do better than it would against some of the like the newer ones but it's it's always difficult to say but um the force awakens total box office i think for its run was two 2.07 billion so one film there, Dave. One film has basically crushed, <laughs> and it's not even a good film. It's like one of the best. So, well, we'll get on. We'll get on to quality later, boys. Yeah, we'll get on to quality later. So, two two point zero seven billion for like uh, the best takings for a single movie. Uh, the total takings for the, I think it was for. Oh no! no, no look, to be fair, no, Dave also gave you the worst grossing movie. Okay, so. So we ought to yeah. give him the worst grossing movie here. Now, to be fair, I don't agree with what's in this numbers website because did the Clone Wars actually have a cinematic release? Yes. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. That's me then not knowing properly. I think it did. Okay. What, do you mean, what do you mean? Oh, the cartoon one? The, yeah, the, the yeah, cartoon yeah. animated. I think it got a... a, a I, I can't release. remember it had one, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on, Dave. Sorry. But, um, yeah, I don't know what that, that number is. So if you want to say... Okay, what it's... Is. Right, so the, the worst grossing... Well, this was for Clone Wars was sixty eight uh, million, but Solo: A Star Wars Story was the second worst, which was at uh, three hundred ninety three million. Which you know, which is still not bad, really. Still not so, bad. Yeah, still, still not, not bad. bad. Uh, the, still, the, a lot of people have got rich off that still. So yeah, so the total which I've got here is ten point three two billion across all the movies, which gives us an average of eight hundred and sixty million. Per movie, yeah. Now, the first film, which and also they started around about okay, so Star Wars, uh, sorry, Star Trek was in 1979 and Star Wars is in 1977, 77, that was it, yeah. Uh, so you know, so they're not that far apart. And when they and when they fran- when they started the movie franchises, you know, they're quite close, 
and whatever. So, so Dave, we, you can't deny this one. Star well, Wars makes a shit ton more money than you Star know, Trek. Have you heard the saying, a fool and his money are often parted? No. No. Have you? <laughs> have you? Well, I would say that's relevant in this case. <laughs> right, so I think that's quite exclusive. I mean, so we got two out of the way, and, you know, it's a nice draw. Look at that. One so all far. each. That's good. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not bad, is it? So, so right. This is a big one, actually, and I don't know. This, this is, is a can, difficult one. This can take actually. a long time to uh, discuss, really, because there's a lot of stuff on there. But cultural impact. So I'm going to pass this one over to Dwayne first. I'd be quite interested to hear what he thinks on this one. Um, so I think in the, uh, the science fiction world, I think you'd be very hard pushed to find another franchise that has had as much cultural impact as Star Wars. I mean, I think it kind of bleeds out into so many other things, um, other TV shows referencing, um, just like phrases that you say. I mean, Star Wars has a day every year, May the 4th. Um, I don't think Star Trek has a day. May the 4th, what's that? What do you mean? May oh, the 4th. Don't, don't be a dick, yeah, Dave. I'll, 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 <laughs> uh, even I'm going to be honest, right? So even like on this point, even Mario has a day, March the 10th, and Aliens has a day, April the 26th. Does Star Trek have a day? Uh, Mass Effect has a day. November Mass Effect has a day. Star Trek doesn't even have a day, David. Star Trek has well, it has a Captain Kirk day. Oh, does it? Okay, so so what's Captain Kirk day? It's it was his birthday, and he was born. Uh, he was born in Iowa, as people know, or he will be born in Iowa. Well, what? he won't be because it's not real. But <laughs> um, that is cel- that is celebrated by um, not by me, if I'm honest, because it's a fictional character's birthday. So let's not get carried away. Um, but there, uh, admittedly, there is no Star Trek day. Wow, no Star- that's because. Okay. That's because every day is Star Trek Day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mate, All right. Okay. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's, so there's like sayings like "May the fo- May the Force be with you," um, "Judge me by my size," "Do you?" Um, all kinds of things. And I think um, I was looking at uh, one of my favourite TV shows. Um, it's quite heavily influenced by um, Star Wars, which is Lost. So there are so many Star Wars references within Lost. It's I, I can't even begin to list them. They've even kind of like lifted dialogue directly. So at the end of season one, where they're building the raft, I think uh, Michael says to Jin, like, no, that one goes there and that one goes there, which is a direct line from Empire. Um, all kinds of things. Um, so, I, 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 and the only reference I think to Star Trek is I think they kind of talk about red shirts. And that's. Now, Dwayne, back down. No. Not your argument to make. That's Dave's. No, I'm Stop just saying. Just, just no, saying, I'm, I'm the man. Lost, I'm, I'm in the middle, in, and you're just saying. You're in now lost, trying to. In Lost, that's the only reference I could find that I made to Star Trek. Just stand down, Dwayne. Stand down. <laughs> you carry on. Leave the snipe quote. Uh, okay, so let let let, let Dave have have his. Oh, is it not no more to talk have about. You finished, have you well, finished? No, it's just, I just I just think it's 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 too big. I think I it's, would like to talk about everything that's that Star Wars has like brought into people's lives. I, like with the the merchandising, 
the fact socks. that socks, t-shirts, uh, it's just it's it's just crazy. So I mean, I was thinking about it earlier. I think at one point Star Wars was like one of the like the high, highly sought after Christmas presents. I don't think Star Trek's ever had like any anything in in that list, like the highly sought after Christmas presents for for any of the years. Well, we'll jump onto Star Trek stuff in a sec because I've got some things I can remember when I was a child as well. So, like, I'm not can I jump in? Can I jump in on the Star, Star Wars stuff? It doesn't exist. The... I'm just saying it's just never as highly you, sought you, after. You, you better, Stu, because he needs help on this. No, no, no. So, no, so no, no, I'm going to no, give some. So, so, right, I only could give like from my perspective as when I was a child, it changed my life. Star Wars did, blew me away. I remember going to the cinema in Birmingham with my dad, and coming out at okay I was a child still but coming out just my little brain was blo- my little Stu's mind was blown about how amazing this was and I also saw the motion picture at the cinema with my dad and I was probably 12 and that's that's a long I really like the motion picture and I know I'm talking about Star Trek right now but I really like the motion picture but it's a it's a long film to to ask a child to sit through it's a, it's a slog it is it is it really is but I quite liked it anyway so, but the culture impact for me at that moment, it, 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 all the sci-fi around at that time just seemed stagnant and just a bit. And I used to watch Star Trek when I was a kid and all that. And but it was like typical swashbuckling, you know, Kirk, whatever, he does his thing and all that stuff. But it was the first time I just watched this thing. It had a start, middle, and end, and it was an epic space opera kind. I didn't even know what a space opera was. So that's me as an adult now relaying those feelings. But as a kid. And the last scene in A New Hope, down the Death Star trench, I was, I was, <laughs> bless him, my dad was alive now, he tell you, I was in this chair as an ex-wing pilot, you know, and I was just like raking the sounds of the accident, and just lasers, and my dad was like, oh God, shoot, it's fully shit there, shut down, shut down, <laughs> sit down, shut down. Well, those things like, and then after that, it just had engulfed my life, and but the thing is though, not just my life, all my friends around me, and you know, so they all loved it as well. And I don't know, it's just had a really massive impact on me. And so, and so now, Sodrick did have a massive impact on me as well, you know, because Dave will, I won't steal the thunder from Dave, but they will turn on it. But you know, that all there, but Star Wars was the thing which it showed that, you know, nothing has to be clean, things can be dirty. And it's in space, it was the first time where you saw ships. Which weren't clean. They weren't squeaky clean like in Star Trek and things like. Or any other sci-fi. I'm not talking Star Trek. I'm talking any kind of sci-fi. Even Battlestar Galactica. You know how clean was that? <laughs> how clean was everybody in there? And they were running from their lives. They were being like booted off their planet. They were being chased across the solar system with the Cylons. You know, oh, they got pristine clean ships. Oh, that's nice of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, so this is the first time you saw this realistic kind of gritty. It, it wasn't. It was a start, middle, and end fairy tale, good vs. evil. You know, very, very simplistic storytelling. But the environments and the art direction—I'd never seen anything like it before. It was incredible in that side. So, anyway, that's that's my cultural impact. Me, how it impacted me. Uh, Star Wars, how it impacted me. So, okay, thank you for sharing, Stu. That was quite touching. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> This one's to you, Dad. <laughs> um, okay, well, sorry, I thought when we said cultural impact, we, we actually meant proper cultural impact, not 
and me t-shirts had Star Wars. Easy, Dave. Easy. Printed on stuff. Okay, so, okay, enlighten us, David. I'll, I'll chuck a couple out there to begin with, then. Um, does anybody know, can anybody guess what the first space shuttle was called? I have a wild stab at it. Uh, the Shatner? It was called the Enterprise. And why was it called the Enterprise? It was called the Enterprise after Star Trek. He has, he has that's a very good, that is a very good argument there, Dave. Very good. But it only really works with Americans. That one, I think. Does it? No. No. Um, okay. Thank you for that first... uh, in-depth argument. <laughs> No, no, sip of beer. No, first, first, um, (laughs) first multiracial kiss on television. True. Yeah. Captain Kirk and Uhura. Oh well, Star Wars had Um, the first incestuous kiss. (laughs) Don't, don't sully it, (laughs) don't sully it with your incest. The guy that invented Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry, right? He d- he did it on purpose, right? Because he saw he saw, I won't get too topical about it. He saw a future with people working together, all um, all sexes, all nationalities, all races working together for the common good. Um, in in you know in in the future, and working by these lofty principles and and all the rest of it. The amount of people. That, all the bloody scientists that say that they got into science because of Star Trek. It's just unbelievable. It's had a proper, proper impact on on the world. I don't mean, oh, it's in Lost. They mentioned fucking Star Wars 15 times an episode or whatever. I mean, proper, proper impact. Yeah, but but has it, has it though? I mean, has actually anything changed? Is the world still a shit old place? Where, where people kill each other because they have slightly different colour skin. I wouldn't say we've actually... Anyway, this is getting too political. I wouldn't yeah, say but that's, that's not the, really for Star Trek to actually change the course of No, I understand, I I mean, understand the, the, the ethos, and it's, it, it's one it, I can get behind, definitely. I mean, 1966 I, it came out. It had, it had yeah. women in in positions of power, in, power, in powerful positions. I, you know, I had bloody black and white people working together. Uh, mate, that was done on purpose to affect... To affect the world, mm. but your, your argument about scientists—I'm sorry, but I've heard scientists say they've, that the love of Star Wars has made them want to do it, and their love of Battlestar Galactica has made them want to do it. So, I've—I have also heard the Star Trek argument as well. Don't get me wrong, but that one I'm—I'm I'm sort of discarding because I think any kind of sci-fi, and you're in that profession, you just go, "Oh yeah, that, I want it to be like that." You and. You know, people are slightly different across all boards. You know, some people prefer Star Wars, some people Star Trek. This is why we're having this discussion right now. But I, I don't think I can really take that. Oh, because all scientists like Star Trek, therefore, it, that's the way you made it sound. So I need to put it out there. It's both sides, really, on that one. Me, Star Trek are genuine, meaningful cultural impact. Mm. It ke- when it came out, at the t- it did, and it still, and it still has. Without Star Trek, there is no Galaxy Quest. That's oh. all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no. but that's a parody. That, yeah, you can't good. have that. That's a parody. It's, good, it's an homage. It's an it's homage. Good, it's not a parody. It's an homage. <laughs> 
So Star Trek it just resonates more deeply, which, to be honest, is a good analogy for the whole thing, really. Star Trek has got much more depth to it. The depth of its impact is more. Star, Star Wars is, is all pop culture. Well, I, no, okay. I disagree. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bolster David's arguments up here. I think Star Wars, the actual story, uh, mainline films we're talking now, uh, they seem to be around a family, the Skywalkers, and that, and that, and that, that you know, and really, it's very, it's very singular, as in it's all about them. You know, for God's sake, R two's in every bloody episode. <laughs> you know, it's things like that where, you know, that's another thing. But it, it's, it's a very and okay, you see a lot of different cultures, a lot of different races, and a lot of different things, but you don't really either, because what your main focus you is don't know anything on, about them. They is, just on, look is on your is on is on yeah, but also Star Trek glosses over them really quickly, but there seems to be more of them, and there seems to be more of a Ooh. no no no. They, they, they spend like four we'll days we'll on, a particular, that's, that's, on a particular on a particular. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. You know. But like, I'm actually busting your argument a bit, Dave. So let me go with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, carry on, carry on. <laughs> you know, uh, but like Sarjik seems to have I don't know more because maybe because there's more TV episodes and with a TV series you can develop your characters a lot more and you can do a lot. I think you've got a lot more freedom. Where a film, you've literally got an hour and a half, two hours really tops to tell your story. You know, uh, or after anything after that, then it gets people get then a bit fatigued and you know stop or can't be bothered or whatever. With a TV series, as everybody knows, you can develop your characters. It can take a lot longer. Now, I think the development of stories, though, in that modern sense, definitely was not in the sixties because they were very singular episodes. You know, there's no, you know, remember in Next Gen when that came out? That was the first time when I really saw uh, story arcs. You know, so you're watching one, and then it yeah, goes, and then in episode yeah, it, ten, and it's like, wow, this is amazing. But it tackled really big things. The the sixties the sixties episodes, that they had an episode about racism. Yeah, they, they do, but also Star Wars does tackle those kind of things as well. In in a, in, a, in its own Ra- what way. racism? Yeah, in its own when, way. When yeah. Star Wars ever tackled? I mean, racism? God's sake, the Empire is built on fucking Nazism. God's sake, I mean, yes. <laughs> It's, too, it's, it's just all, it's all froth. It's all froth. It's all froth. No coffee. You know, like Star Wars. The, the, the Empire is the most Nazi iconic imaging you could get in the sci-fi, really, than anything else. So, you know, and they were the ultimate. You know, wanted to turn everybody blue eyes and you know take over the galaxy and kill everything. So, you know, but with the Star Trek one, yeah, I, 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 I think it was mainly Europe he was interested in, wasn't it? So yes, yeah, it was mainly Europe. I'm not sure he was thinking about the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> we were starting small. That's what we were starting yeah. small. Yeah, sorry, small. No, but with the Star Trek one. Yeah, I think there was there was a lot more. But this one's really hard. I don't think I can. I don't think I can mark this one yet. It's this one I, is definitely going down as a question mark. Martin Luther Martin Luther King Martin Luther King had a conversation with Michelle Nichols, who plays Uhura, because she wanted to quit. She didn't feel like her role was big enough. He said to her, "Please." Do not quit because you are showing black women across the world what they can achieve. He begged her they, not, they, to, they, not they can, to quit that if, role. If, if if they persevere, they can snog William Shatner. There you go. See, <laughs> dreams can be made. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Dave, you know what? Dave has got a point. That's a very good argument. I've got to admit, in the Star Wars That's camp, proper the, cultural There impact. is no, you know, yeah, yeah, we, no, granted, nobody but... asked Jar Somebody should have, somebody should have asked Jar Jar to stand down and nobody did. No, but I mean, that's, fair, that's fair comment. But he's, Star Trek's coming from a basis of reality almost, isn't it? As much as it's kind of based in our world, our universe. So those are things which can be discussed and tackled. Whereas I don't think Star Wars, because it's like a different galaxy. Mate, just because it was a long, long you, time ago, far, far away, it doesn't... No, no, that's, I understand. But it's difficult to address those things without actually introducing them first as, as an issue. So you'd have to set up the whole thing of like, this is something that happens in this world. And this is how we're going to address it. Whereas with Star Trek, it's like, Everybody knows that racism exists because it's our world, our universe. Does that make sense? There's, there's, there's stuff that they could, they could challenge if they wanted to, but they don't. It's just because they. Just yeah, don't. but in, they have done it in Star Wars as well, like in uh, Mandalorian. They've, they've done it in that one, like that episode where they're, uh, oh, well, when he goes down onto the planet, it's like villagers. I forgot the one it is, and they're being attacked by this other, these people who want their food and stuff. And it was obviously this power struggle because they were classed as, you know, less than second class citizens and all that kind of thing. I mean, and there's, and that, and that story arc is across all the Star Wars films, really. There is, there is always that. And also the heavy diving into this in, uh, oh God, I forgot what film it is with the, with the death sticks. Remember that one, <laughs> the smoking thing. And they, and I know, it, I know that's, I know that's trivial compared to racism and sexism and all that kind of thing. But you know, that, all the films have had those kind of messages in there in the Star Wars one. And Star Trek also has a very strong message of inclusivity and all those kind of things as well. This is why I'm finding this one really hard to market. However, your argument though, Dave's arguments on Martin Luther King is a damn good one, I've got to say. And I'm edging more over to that one, which pains me because, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> you know, but like, hmm. I'm going to come back to that one if you don't mind. I'm going to think about it, and then I might give you the uh, the answer probably uh, near the end or whatever on that one. So that one's a fifty-fifty there, chaps. I, I have no idea how you can be calling that fifty-fifty, but fine. Yeah, well, trust me, Dave. It's more okay. Fifty-fifty plus Star Trek, if that helps. <laughs> you can only go up to hundred. So right then. This is going to be a biggie. This is going to be a. I'll got to admit, this category when I saw it, it's a little bit unfair. Well, this is one of Dave's categories, so yeah, because you know it, it's towards... right. Right. Oh, oh, sorry for the for the listeners. Right, the next category is TV show quality. Now everybody knows the core medium for Star Wars are films. Yes, they have TV series and all those kind of stuff, but it's ne it was never they're supplemental. Star Trek has always been about the TV series. And the films are supplemental to that. Well, it's got it's got more films than Star Wars, but yeah, no. fine. What has Star Trek? No, yeah, no, it's like one more. Yeah, I think it's so, one more, but yeah, yeah, but they're but they're, but they're, they're all, the they're, they're, it's supplemental like reboots and remakes, and also the different qualities of film. You can't that talk like about those films right. really. But like what I'm, what I'm trying to outline here is this is a bit of a, a strange one because the TV series is what Star Wars have had of being very good quality kind of and star trek that's its bread and butter tv is its bread and butter really if you think about it i mean look at the earnings on films 
I mean, he's got the, he earns the most really on that one. So, but what I'm going to do, I'll pass this one over to Dwayne first, and let's uh, hear this one. Well, I say so. This one's actually, like you say, I think it's, I think this one's going to be a, a whitewash in Dave's favour because of uh, just the, the sheer volume of uh, TV that Star Trek has. I mean, I think if you're looking at Star Wars, I think there's only, I'm going to have to go back, but I think there was, like I say, those two kids' cartoons. Well, they're, they're for kids, they're sort of not going to be great quality, are they? Uh, the, uh, and then there's, I think there's like the Rebels and the Resistance, which again, they're kind of, and the Clone Wars, I think, it all kind of aims more at the younger market, so they're not going to yeah. be kind of like in depth, sort of deep. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of callbacks and a lot of lore stuff in there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you but are right. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're never going to really kind of give anything too amazing. Um, the Mandalorian, I think, is probably the, the standout yeah, series for for Star Wars, and, and I think both seasons were very, very good. Very different to the movies; they're kind of a bit more sort of slow burny. But I think their their quality is outstanding. I think. Um, John Favreau did an amazing job with them. I think they're very cinematic in, in like in in their own like rights. Each each episode was kind of sort of very big scale. So yeah, I think if if we had more of those, I think this might be a bit more. But I think basically the only one I can offer you is the Mandalorian. Yeah, because yeah, I agree. I mean, the, it is very good. The Mandalorian. To be fair, I didn't like it at first, but after the second watch, I did warm to it. Uh. And it is very good, and I like it because they can take their time to uh, tell a story. It's not like in a film; very good, yeah, do it quite like quickly. Very sort of slow and that one, there is an arc, and, it, and it's slow burn and you can develop the characters. Yeah, of course, yeah, uh, and a lot like Star Trek, you know, especially in the in the episodes in the in the early nineties where I think the arc was really put into Star Trek in that side. So, okay, then, so Dave, uh, yeah, okay. Um... The Mandalorian is really good, to be fair. And I, I, I watched that, and um, that is great. And I, I think that Star Wars has got some real good quality stuff on the horizon. We've mentioned the Boba Fett thing. It's not out just yet, or might be out tomorrow or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um, and there's some other stuff as well, isn't there? They've got there's coming the, out. There's the, there's the Obi-Wan series, which... Could be good. I'm, I'm kind of reasonably hopeful for that, but we we we, we can't we can't judge it because it's not it's not in the real world, in the real world. And I think there's like a Cassian Andor, one of the characters from Rogue One, uh, sort of talking about sort of um the building up. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rebel Alliance. I think that one could be quite good too. So, so yeah, I I think, I think you've got some quality come, telly on the way. Yeah, you've definitely got some quality TV on the way. But at the moment, it's a Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms, but in terms of stuff that's out now. Um, you've quite rightly, Dwayne, dismissed all the cartoons, so well done for that. Um, well, I think the Clone Wars is supposed to be good, but I've never watched it because it was never on something I could I've watch seen them, and they're good, but, but they are definitely because they're, they're not aimed. Kids, at... It wasn't something I was like rushing to watch. Yeah, they're not aimed at us. Really. Well, they are. They are aimed at a Star Wars fan. Uh, actually, Clone Wars. I thought the Star series was amazing. There's one episode which is just incredible. And there's no talking in it. It's just lots of stormtroopers like giving gestures to go with it's brilliant anyway but yeah it's definitely not uh an adult there's not adult cartoon in that sense dave so you know stop looking up on that um uh, all right so okay <laughs> so we talked about the original series uh kirk uh and all the rest of it 
then we've got Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Um, I mean, the original series was a bit, it was a bit hit and miss. To be fair, there are some. Oh, Voyager. Uh, no, the original series. There, there were some really good episodes. Um, but there was quite a bit of in the third. You know what? Third I, season. The, it was. I gotta admit, researching this, I thought it ran on longer than it did. It only ran for three years. Such well, a short. The first, the, first, the original, yeah, it was, yeah, it was very yeah. short lived. Six, 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 hey, hey, yeah. boys, go back to the previous category, cultural impacts, because I'll tell you what. It, yeah, it was it, three series and it was cancelled, but syndication saved it. So basically, people would not accept that it that it had gone. This is the fans, um, so they. There was loads of pressure on, and they just started rerunning it. It was fucking Star Trek was gone; it was dead and buried. But then they started rerunning it, and well, look where look where we are now. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that that was the original series. Um. Season two was the best. Season three was they were sort of running out of money. They would lost. They'd had the time slot moved by the network, and it all just gone to shit a bit, really. Um. Deep, I hate American deep, TV show companies. Yeah. It's driving me mad. Just don't get me started on that one Bast- again. Bastards. Um, deep Space Nine was pretty good. It was um, a bit sort of a bit different. I mean, I, I, well, it was it was a, it was not good at the start, but it certainly improved near the end in these latter episodes. Yeah, yeah. Latter seasons, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's got some real hardcore fans. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Voyager. I mean, personally, I really like Voyager. That gets a little bit of stick, but um, I like Voyager. I quite I like Jamie. I thought oh, she was all she's right. great captain. <laughs> She was all right. Uh, and and surprise, yeah, it was that all right. Six balls in my eyes. Okay, I six balls. Um, Disco- Discovery is decent. Um, Picard, the one season we've had of that, was all right. Um, but what I'm what I'm holding up here is the the next generation was absolute quality, and I, that... I would challenge anyone to argue that. Oh no, I can't argue it because most of them were shit. Watching back oh. now, they're terrible. But 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 but, but let me the next generation. The I'm next pro- generation. We talked about the same program, she. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first w- watch the very first episode. Of, is it Adventure at Farpoint? Encounter at Farpoint. Encounter yeah, right, at Farpoint. My yeah. God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But hang on. When I saw that, I was at school, and I remember we they weren't showing uh, next gen on TV, but they were, you could get the video of the series. So I used to go to my local video store and I hire it, and I and I repeatedly kept on hiring that one, as long with Star Wars as well because I did. But like you know, I kept on repeating hiring that one and then watching it everywhere, and I loved it. And there was three episodes. I remember Farpoint was the first one. I can't remember the second and third. There was always three on the tape, and I absolutely loved it. And then when the when the video shop had the next tape, I went right. I'm getting that one. I can't wait to the next one and all that. Watching them back now, it is a hard watch because they they don't age well. They just don't. They, I, they, doesn't matter what you say. The first series is just God G- awful. general rule of thumb. If you're watching an episode of Star Trek and you're thinking, "Is this any good?" Look and see if Riker has got a beard or not. Because <laughs> if he's got a beard, it's, it's more than likely going to be a good oh, episode. Riker. If he hasn't got a beard, uh, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Well, we're, we're we're going a bit over his for boys because uh, that's characters and villains and heroes and. You know, we need to talk about those in, uh, later on. So, is that like the that, same? So. Is that is that the same thing with Spock having a beard or not? Uh, no, uh, he had he had like a goatee beard. The Mirror Universe Spock had a goatee beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Ry- is, Riker's so beard, is... mate, is a stamp of approval on an episode of Star Trek. If he's got a beard, yes. <laughs> um, 
but anyway, yeah, uh, to be honest, I think Star Trek trumps Star Wars on the quality of TV content. Uh, but only, quite, quite, only because it... Quite easily. But only because it has so much more to potentially choose from. Yeah, enough sh- throwing enough shit at the wall, is that what you're saying? Something's going to stick. T- take The Mandalorian then, which is the best you've got to e- offer. And then The Next Generation, which is the best I've got to offer. The Next Generation is miles better than The Mandalorian. Okay, what what's your thoughts on Discovery? Uh, as in, what has been shown so far? Three, we've had three series. I'll have a slight, so I'll far. have a slight whinge then about the current state of the world. Quickly, then, because um, Discovery, I've watched three seasons of Discovery. Discovery season four, which is currently airing now, I can't watch because it got pulled from Netflix about two days before it was going live. Why? Because Paramount Plus wanted it for themselves to to have on their streaming service so people would have to... Stri- I'll tell you what, streaming, although it's great, it, it's fucking not a lot of willy-waving. In terms of, a lot of willy-waving. There's a lot of... There's all, Star Trek has always been count, uh, thrown in controversy about who owns what, who can show what. The TV series is uh, yeah. normally out of sync with the films and the films aren't canon to the TV and all they are now and they, all they're not and who owns it. This is why you've not had a film in Star Trek for since, was it 2014? Because they can't decide on there, there is there is a bit there is a big run going and, on into, yeah yeah I, and you know what and that's a real shame because as much as I don't I didn't like the AJ films I did I just didn't but I was happy that they were there I, you know I don't like some of the Star Wars films but I'm I'm actually happy that they're there I mean I'm quite I've got nothing you know they should be erased off the face of the earth. No, this is. I'm glad that they're there because somebody likes them, and that's fair enough. Ironically, the J.J. Abrams films are more Star Wars than they are Star Trek. Well, really. the Star Trek, I I think I only saw two of those, and I'll be honest, I quite like them. Oh no, well, they're good. They're good. I, like I enjoyed them. I even like Into Darkness, which people say it, but I, I think that, which, oh, so I saw the fir- the one with I saw the, the the first one obviously, and then I think I saw the second, which had Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, but oh, hang on, said boys, we're in the TV section here. No, no, I'm just, but yeah, I just, I quite enjoyed those. I, I, I didn't see the last one. I don't know why I never got around that's to watching. A it, that's a good point, Shu. Like. Anyway, I rest. Next generation, I rest my case. Come on. Oh, yeah, I, I am gonna have to give this one I, to I would. Dave I, because I, I it's would. the volume of to, content right? and, and I mean, okay, and the only thing that Star Wars have got to offer, which is good, is Mandalorian. Yeah, and it's had like just one series so it's far. 20, it's twenty so, episodes, so it's like, exactly so, e- so. Even me with my un- unbiased brain would have to say, "Trek, piss yeah. break." So yeah, yeah yes. so uh, we'll, we'll we return. <laughs> well, we return after this short little wee break, and welcome back. So we've discussed uh, so far. We'll have a little uh, volume of content, movie takings, cultural impact, and TV quality. Uh, I voted on uh, volume of content, movie takings, and TV quality. I'm still thinking about cultural impact. Still, I'll get back to you on that one. Still thinking on that one. So, but the current scores are Star Trek is winning three to two. Uh, sorry, two to one. So, so the next category. Early days, mate. Early we, days. Yeah. The the next category we've got to is <laughs> this is quite a good category. Number of inverted good movies. Not TV, good movies. Go on, Dave. You go first. I've been quite harsh here. I think um, 
because you know you got to be honest. I can't sort of sit here in in good was it and say that a bad Star Trek film is a good Star Trek film to try and score a point. So um, so I haven't for for a while. There was a general rule with Star Trek films, which was, was it, if it's if it's if it's even if it's odd, it's bad. If it's good, it if it's even, it's good. Is that the one? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yes. So. Um, yeah, so if I'm listing the good films then, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Was a good movie. I, I did like The Wrath of Khan. To be I, honest... I will, I will say, good movie. I think it's good probably movie. Is widely ha- sort of held up as the best one. Definitely. Which it probably is, I think. Um, oh, actually. Oh. Then Star Trek IV, The was Voyage, that the Voyage Home. Home? That That's where they get, get the whales. That was terrible. Fuck off, Twain. Terrible. It was terrible. Uh, that's it got one of my favourite jokes in it, where uh, where oh, what's his name? Uh, the the engineer, fucking Scotty, say, help me. Out. Scotty picks up the mouse to talk to it. Oh yeah, hello computer. Yeah, yeah, when he's in eyes, <laughs> and it always makes me laugh every time. I love it. <laughs> but that says something more about me, Dwayne, than anything else. So. And I'm no, sort, it, I'm it sort of, it was I'm bad. S- I'm so, oh, Dwayne, mate. I'm sort of sticking Star Trek Three in there as well. The Search for Spock. I like the Search for Spock. I thought that was okay. I, I, like, I, I like the, haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I like. It okay. And it's it, it's part of. See, there's a trilogy of films within Star Trek films, and it's two, three, and four. So, spo- what about spo- motion picture? Spoiler alert. Well, no, the two, three, and four are the kind of. The, it's one film really in three parts. Yeah, I suppose. So, it is. and the motion pictures, you've got, you, like those you've films. got the ra- no, no, you've got the Wrath of Khan, where uh, spoiler alert, Spock dies at the no! end. No, my after God, her- heroically saving the Enterprise. Star Trek Three, the search for Spock. He gets he gets jettisoned um, in a photon torpedo tube onto the Genesis planet, and his body starts regenerating. Um, mm. And meanwhile, he's he's put his essence, his capture, his spirit into bones, Doctor McCoy. Um, this sounds so, awful. So Star so Who Star Trek this? Three is about them rescuing Spock from the Genesis planet. Yeah, just just remember, Dwayne trade trade disputes. Trade disputes. So you, yeah. we've got trade you've got no reason trade, to talk about anything. <laughs> um, and then and then Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. There is no Enterprise because they blew up the Enterprise at the end of Star Trek. 3. I like that film. So I'd love to go to the cinema to see that. They're in the. I, I, I do as well. I do as well. Um, they're in the Klingon Bird of Prey. They go back in time via slingshot around the sun to um, get a couple of humpback whales because they're the only. Oh fuck it! I can't. I, it's a brilliant film, Dwayne. Star Trek Four. So anyway, that's like a trilogy of Star Trek films within. All the Star Trek. Oh films. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. That is a that is a good. I've never thought of it of those being a trilogy, but they are. They, they, they lead on they from are. each other. Yeah, it's they do. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. brilliant. Um, f- uh, Star Trek Five is dog shit. Admittedly, which, which one was five? I don't think I ever saw five. That's where Spock's got a brother, and they go to they go in. Captain Kirk has a fight with God. Basically, it's um, it ain't it ain't great. Sounds great. Not, I think who I'll do, watch who, that. Who, who directed that one? Was it Shatner? Was it Shatner who Shatner, did that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nimoy did three and four. Yeah. Shatner obviously thought, oh, I'll have a go at this then. He's doing all right. And fucking Jesus. 
But <laughs> then, totally redeemed, the series was totally redeemed with Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which is an absolute classic film. And I think, thinking about it, I think that is that one is my favourite. And if you put it on now, and I watched it, and you guys have probably got films like this, I can just recite all the dialogue whilst it's going on because I just know it because I've seen I've seen it that many that many times. Absolute classic. So so far, we've got two, maybe three, four, and six. We're skipping over seven generations. That all right? It wasn't brilliant. That was dark. That was. <laughs> Talk about shoehorning uh, uh, characters yeah. in. That was terrible, that one. Uh, but then we've got Star Trek First Contact, the one with the Borg, the, the, which was the, the second outing for the Next Generation crew. That's the one with the Borg Queen. That That is fucking brilliant. Don't, don't, don't. No, no, no. Remember, this is all very subjective, and this is my personal opinion, and I've got to admit, anything after four... I really don't care about. So, it. Yeah, all right. I six, just don't, so, I take just my don't. word for it then. Six okay. was brilliant. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Eight. I've, I've seen them all, by the brilliant. way. I have seen them all. So then the next generation had a couple of rubbish ones. To be fair, um, Nemesis we've mentioned. Nemesis earlier. was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so um, and the one before that was called Insurrection, which um, yeah wasn't very good. wasn't very good. It was yeah. it's okay, but it wasn't it wasn't very good. Um, then we enter the JJ. Yeah, so uh, and I'm probably sticking the the first reboot he did, the 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 first one that Abrams did. Um, it, I mean, I really liked it, but that is widely considered to be good as well. I liked. I also liked the I second liked one. It. Yeah, it's really it's really good. I I also liked Into Darkness, but the the widely held view is that it isn't very good. But I think people are a bit tainted by the whole Khan thing. That it was kept a secret. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of commentators on the internet and things like that, and it's like typical man babies screaming because I don't know, because they're assholes. I didn't particularly like it, but it didn't it did not warrant the amount of hatred it had. Bloody hell! To be anything, I probably would have been a bit upset if I'm a proper Star Trek fan because it was like, oh, what you've done there, you've messed with canon. But oh well. I'll get on with my life. Well, because it's an on. alternate universe, it's sort of. But yeah, it was a bit. He, yeah. he just. He should have just done something different. He should have left that alone. He should have. He should so have many other things he could have done. He, yeah, he, he could have just yeah, left that alone. He about it a bit. Um, so we're around about a fifty percent success rate, maybe slightly under. Right. In there, my one of my personal favourites is the motion picture. So uh, I loved that film. I loved that film when I went to the cinema. Such an unusual film for a kid to like because it's the most boring. Nothing really happens. Yeah. But when I saw it, uh, I don't know. It, it was. It, it was not. It was not the same feeling I had when I saw Star Wars: A New Hope at all in any way. But it was the fact that it was. It seemed more melodic. I think Dane said it good earlier on. I think it was off air when he, when he said uh, it's a bit like two thousand and one. Anyway, I suppose it is, but it's better in my in my view. It's better, and it just more that really. Sp- great space experience and yeah that's a mystery and yeah and not like and then what blew my little mind when i was a little stew was what there's a satellite sent from earth and now it's turned into a sanctioned being and it's the ai and it's controlling everything and oh my god (laughs) yeah and but like that film got 
fucking slighted. Even to this day, a lot of people don't like, oh, it's boring or nothing happens. Uh, no, a lot it does happen. It's just you got to, what you want to do, you want to work at it and then you get reward from it, I think, if you work with that film. But, and I, I only saw it a few years ago and I still think it hands on. Okay, the effects are a bit ropey now, but for its time, I, I, think, I think it was a great, it was a great achievement. And that, and that unfortunately, that film there was a direct uh, answer to Star Wars. Because that came out after, and they were they were no, they wanted some of that no, Star Wars wasn't. money, wasn't it? No, it was. It was seventy nine that was released. Yeah, but th- what they were doing was they were making a, another series of Star Trek. Yeah, but no, that film but though, they because they saw the success of what Star Wars: New Hope made, and the ridiculous amount of money. Because remember, sci-fi cinemas at that point was shite. Yeah, but they, 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 they but, didn't really make any money. No, Star they, Wars broke a mold. And Star Trek wanted some of that action. I don't blame it. If you're a businessman, of course you would do it, or woman. But they yeah, were making they were it. making a Star Trek TV show, Star Trek Two. It was called. It was basically the the crew returning, and it fe- and it fell apart. So they turned it into a film. So they were already doing it. Mm. All the stuff I've read about it hasn't. Said, oh, sorry. All the stuff I've seen, it was more that was their direct uh, arguments. Well, it's to, not very not Star Wars, to, is it? No, it's not Star Wars at all, but it's like there, it was get get Star Trek on the cinema. They didn't have one at the cinema. They wanted a sci-fi at the cinema. Paramount wanted sci-fi at the cinema. Well, that's ours. That, they can have that one. We own that. that that's going on. Wow. Anyway, that's very, I really liked that film a lot yeah, more. Yeah, well, mate, if, if you want to stick it in there, Stu, but I was just going for stuff that's regarded as good. Why do yeah, you regard it? But, but I know I'm the minority here on the motion picture. Yeah. Very much the minority here. I agree completely with Rafa Khan, Search for Spock and Voyage Home. I like all those three films. All the rest, couldn't be bothered. Take them or leave them. Honestly, just, I don't know whether I had a burnout of Star Trek or I couldn't be bothered or it, it just never, it was always like, you're trying too hard. You can't be better than Rafa Khan. <laughs> it's like one of those, you just can't, you're just trying, you're trying too hard. That's what I think in that one, on that one, so. Well. Anyway, Dwayne. Let's uh, let's hear your side of the good. Comments. Good. We're only going to talk about good films, Dwayne. Yeah. So again, so we're, we're should, talking. We're talking. We're, we're talking subjective. So I think Stu kind of like. So he enjoyed uh, the the first uh, the motion pictures. So I think, but like you say, a lot of people sort of don't like that. So I think people take from things what they want to take. Um, so I looked at the um, Rotten Tomatoes score. For all the Star Wars movies, and I was a little shocked by some of them. I'll be honest. So, um, I think we can all agree that the original Star Wars: New Hope is good. I think it's it, like I think um, Stu said, it broke the mold for like what what science fiction in the cinemas could be. Not kind of like this weird shit, but I think it, yeah, it, it kind of like created something new so uh, well everything star wars has come from that one film isn't it so yeah that, that's yeah. if it uh, if not it just everything not everything star wars i think there's a lot of things that have kind of like come from that was the beginning from from, from that so and then so obviously i think we can all agree new hope is good it got 92 percent on rotten tomatoes i think universally yep so empire strikes back i think at the time a lot of people didn't like it, but I think, in retrospect, I know, crazy I know, fools, I know, I know, right? Is that, is that right? Yeah, apparently it it, it got quite um, 
bad reception from some fans. Yeah, when you look at the uh, box office on day one, yeah, it got it actually quite low, respectively to the others. But um, still but dwarfed anyway, to what Star Trek did. But anyway, <laughs> so Empire Strikes Back, widely regarded by pretty much all Star Wars fans as the the pinnacle of Star Wars movies. So I, I don't think there's any argument that it, it could be anything other than amazing. So that that got a quite nice 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I think... Then we move on to Jedi. Now this one can be a little bit controversial. I like Jedi. I think there's some very nice set pieces. Um, and I think the, the, the final battle, the final Death Star battle is just... One of the most iconic it's iconic it's just fantastic yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. you I mean remove ewoks and it's still it's still a, a good movie let's face it ewoks suck dude um yeah, yeah, yeah. but it still managed to get a reasonably decent 82 percent on rotten tomatoes so i think we can probably say good yeah I, yep. yeah, yeah yeah okay so now we're now we're in slightly dodgy territory that's 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 <laughs> the end of that then isn't it no we're in slightly <laughs> dodgy territory so uh, Phantom Menace. Um, God, where do we start? I, I. So in preparation for this, I thought I'm gonna rewatch all all the the, the 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 movies I'm not so familiar with. Now that is dedication <laughs> to the cause. Um, no, no, just wait. I got half an hour into the Phantom Menace and stopped. Uh, the last time I actually properly watched it was on uh, plane. When I went to Japan the first time, because they had all the movies there, so I thought oh, I'll watch it. There are was some. It the, was it the trade disputes that did you? Watch? No, it's fucking Jar Jar Binks, man. Everything. The trade disputes. Okay, I know everybody goes on about them, but they're actually they're part of like the bigger story of like what the Emperor's doing to try to break down the Republic at that point. So there's kind of a, there is a logic in there, but it's just not that apparent. Um. So yeah, there are some really nice pieces in uh, Phantom Menace. So people don't like it very much, but I really like the pod race scene. I think that's quite cool, and I think probably good toy advert. It's yeah, it's a good toy good, advert. Good uh, for the game. <laughs> a, a good, good game. We'll get to the games later. And I think, I think a lot of people think that the the three way battle between Kai Gon, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul. The three-way lightsaber battle at the end of Phantom Menace is probably one of the best lightsaber battles in the entire franchise. I would probably mm. agree with that. Sadly, but I can't. It doesn't save the film. It doesn't save the film. <laughs> but it, well, what my point is, it has its it has its highlights. Um, I I can't rate it as a good movie because well, first of all, it's not, and secondly, it only scores a quite pitiful fifty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's more than I thought it would have got. Well, that's more than I thought it would have got, but anyway, there you are. Uh, the next one is, uh, is it Attack of the Clones. Um, again, not not good. It's slightly better. It's slightly better. Just... Um, uh, there's not a lot to say about it. It, it got sixty five percent. I think I've again, only that, seen it again, like twice. okay. I'll, I'll give I'll give some uh, yeah, big up to that film, I suppose. There's not. I, I do think it's as bad as Phantom Menace, but it's what you said. Phantom Menace had some set pieces which were good. That also had some set pieces which were good. So yeah. the bit where I forgot the name of the planet where they go down to where they actually make the clones. I thought G when G I saw G that in the cinema, yeah, I thought that was incredible. That CGI now I can't remember. I can't remember that summer. So it probably looks terrible now. But at the time, I was 
you know, wow, that is amazing. That is really cool. So, but apart from that, it was <laughs> load of tosh. <laughs> um, so I think I've seen Attack of the Clones like maybe two, maybe three times. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting on to Revenge of the Sith, which I honestly can't remember that well at all. The end? No. no. Yeah, exactly. Um, this this one's going to be a bit contentious because Rotten Tomatoes gives us 80. What? And I'm like, what? I, th- wow. I thought that one had quite a good reputation, the third. Yeah, I think of, um, of, the, the of, of, of the prequel trilogy, I think it's the one which has people have the best opinion of. I... I can't remember. It's like, I think being, I, it's, it's like being the tallest dwarf, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't, I, so I don't know whether you want to consider that to be a good movie or not, just because it's the best of three. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, really I mean, even know. even the even the even the duel between Obi and uh, uh, Anakin. Got his Anakin. At the end, it was just like okay. You've got the higher ground. Great. Okay. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was a bit like uh, okay. I think I think I've got to admit. I think at that point when I saw that film, I I, I just went, George, you've you've it. now got my childhood and you've stamped all over it now. And can, can I'm I... just I'm going to just interject if you don't mind on this one. I've just got a little personal thing to say about it. The the first three films in my films that New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. I don't. The thing is, I have to give George a pass for Phantom Attack and Revenge just because he made them. They're not Disney. He was stupid enough to okay the script, pay for everything. It's his company, his money. He was still an independent filmmaker when he made all those films. They're all rubbish, <laughs> but I've got to give him props. He's the one. Right, the, I can see here, the production budget for those films are 115 million. You know, so that's a ridiculous amount of money. You know, so you know, but that was his money. It was his own money. Then, obviously, when we get into the other films, which uh, Dwayne will touch on, they're all like then Disney properties. Then, so that means then they're made by committee and you know whatever. A bit like Star Trek films are made by committee. The JJ Abrams, the time are all committee made films. You know, so uh, it's just, so I have to give George a slight pass there because it was his money. At the end of the day, he's got his money. He flushed it down the toilet. Can I can I say something about the prequel films in their defence? I'll defend them. Sure. Um, so a bloke that I work with uh, loves them. He loves those three films, but that's because he was a kid when he saw them. And so I think I him, think actually you're absolutely that's, they're you, his you films. Hit it hit it on the head there. I think it's a generational thing. So and there are people who love the prequels who hate the sequel trilogy who go oh it's no, just, I'm going to catch. Just I'm going to counter argument that one. My kids, okay, okay, this is probably tainted because I like the first three films, obviously. But I remember taking Luca to see Phantom Menace. I oh, know, not sorry, watch it on DVD because he really wanted to see it, and he was about ten, and he wanted to turn it off about halfway through. And it was, and that's the age range. When we were at the pod racing, right? Pod racing. Here we go. This is the exciting bit. All kids will love. I'm bored. Can I can I do something else? But that wasn't when it first came out, then. No, 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 no. Not when it first came out. No, I, I didn't. I wasn't playing with kids. I was. I was a... In kids' eyes, films age quick. My my lad won't watch anything over a couple of years old because he just thinks it looks rubbish. That's just uh, kids. Okay, maybe. But I don't know. I I don't. I I think they're quite right. A New Hope 
it is the most told story in any medium. Good things evil. Stop, middle, and end. That's it. There's nothing complicated about that film. That film could be a one and dusted and walk away. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, and it's very good in every way, but it's very, it's a very well trodden road on that one. Where Phantom Attack and Revenge, my God, they were just trying to be. I don't know what he was doing. He was trying to be too complicated. I think about it all and and just go. I, I think what it was. It, the other thing that I got to give him praise for, he didn't give a fuck what the fans thought. They were his films. You know, in his eye, he probably absolutely loves these films and he couldn't give a toss what we think because he didn't make them for us. He made them for him. Disney yeah. make them for us, which is different. They make them for money. Yeah, where he made them. Okay, he, makes a ret- he wants to make a return. Of course he does. And he's filthy rich, you know. Don't get me wrong there. But he didn't make those films for us. He didn't make it for a stew man, baby. He made it for <laughs> himself. You know, he wanted to see that film. Yeah. And he made, his, he made the film he wanted to see. Okay, so he didn't gel with me, but you know, props to him for that one. He couldn't give a toss about what anybody else thought. Well, if Disney made Phantom Menace, they wouldn't have made that film. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I think you're probably quite right there. Anyway, so at the moment we so we got three, up... three good, three bad. Then so far, no, so no, so it's it. three good, two bad, and one not great, but probably not. Which is the terrible third one? Which the is the third, third one? one. Now, now we move on to. I'm going to do the the Skywalker ones before I talk about um, anthology. So now we're talking about uh, the Force Awakens. Um, I actually really like Force Awakens. I think, I mean, yes, it's a it's a lot of people said it's a it's a love letter to the original trilogy. Um, there are a lot of callbacks and stuff, but Daisy Ridley's terrible acting aside, I actually think it's actually quite good. I actually quite liked it. Um, I think that film was required. I, I, I agree, completely agree with what you're saying. That film was just for the fans. It, absolutely, it was it's complete fan service. Do you know? Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was like? You know when you're watching a TV show and you watch the next episode, and just before they have a recap. Yeah, previously no, on. It kind of was. It kind of was. But they kind of introduced like some new characters, some of which were, uh, some which were okay. Um, I don't care what anybody says. I fucking love BB-8. I think it's great, which we'll talk about in a second with um, episode eight. Uh, anyway, so I actually think uh, Force Awakens, it holds up. It's actually, I consider Force Awakens to be a good movie. Um, I think the, the majority of people agree because on Rotten Tomatoes, it scored a respectable 93, which is wow better than the original episode four. Not as Jesus. good, not as good as Empire, but better than I wouldn't say it was better than New Hope, but you know. Now we get on to the contentious, the contentious oh. one. Uh, episode eight, the Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's offering. Uh, um, can I just say I actually really like Ryan Johnson as a director. Um, Looper, amazing. Knives Out, well, yeah, amazing. It's like, yeah. what was he doing? Um, I have actually watched uh, Last Jedi three times. The first time I, it was interesting. I actually went on a date with Lydia, our first date. Um, I felt like walking out. 
there were points or that did was... she walk out because it was the first day and she went no. what's he doing <laughs> bringing me to this no. shit <laughs> we came out at the end and she was like so what did you think and I was like it was terrible and she goes good because I thought it was terrible too um, it was shit but I watched it again well, it's, it's really weird because uh, a, fr- a friend's uh, work friend actually saw it the night before and she I saw her that morning the, the, the day I was going to see it and she was like oh my god it's amazing you're going to love it it's like the best Star Wars ever and I was like oh, okay cool that's fine I'll, I'll go in sort of quite sort of with like reasonable expectations I hated it yeah. and it, it kind of went on it was very very long I remember thinking oh god just let it end let it end uh, there's um Oh, I think it's somebody called a Mary Poppins layer, um, the bit where she floats out and then floats back, and it's like, oh, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, in spe- when she's just in space and just yeah, she's in lives. space. Yeah, oh, yeah, and it's yeah. like, what are you, what are you doing? Just don't do that. And the oh, slowest space chase in the oh, world. Yeah, it's it? just like, just and then why didn't they do this before? Why, why, why didn't somebody ram somebody before in, in the light speed? And uh, it's like, <laughs> just oh, but, uh, why? That bit, that bit just, was good. But the bit, oh yeah, that's the best bit of the movie. The the, the effects there, but um, and uh, the Luke Skywalker drinking the fucking blue milk. I was just like, what are you doing? What's what's what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, at least Mark Hamill thought it was a fucking load of nonsense oh, as well. Oh, God. That, yeah, so, you know, give it, he was just there to collect a pay packet, which oh, I don't blame him. And then bloody Kylo Ren without his bloody shirt on. That was unnecessary. Um, Daisy Ridley in the Inferity Mirror. Oh, God, I hated it. I've got to admit that I did kind of like or not like, like not like, as in you're not supposed to like the Kylo Ren character. I, I did think his the mask was quite a cool mask, and his lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, was as, as cool villains go, it's pretty good. You know that kind of thing, and and the way they changed his voice, you know, to make him sound more menacing, and all that. That was quite cool. The bloody the Captain Phantasm, or whatever, fucking it. Oh my god, that was like they, they tough, tried to yes. make that to be basically Boba Fett, and it was like. No, it's no. the worst character you can even think no, of. What are you doing? No, no, no. Uh, so, and then when I finished, because my sister's as big a Star Wars fan as I am, and I texted her, I said, it's horrible. It's just the worst. I, I hated it so much. I just I just can't. And then she said, oh, no, that's bad. So she went to see it, and then she texted and said, I thought it was really good. So it's, oh, wow. it really okay. is the yeah. most divisive of of Star Wars films. But I've watched it twice since and i have to say i there are there are things in it which i really like what he's done as as like a storyteller i think there are some really interesting things he attempted to do um so i've warmed to it i still don't think it's amazing so it's quite it's quite easy to confuse two shit films with each other though i will yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, the way he treated that dealt with bb8 is like completely turned him into like a, this cgi comedy character I mean I know he's supposed to be a yeah, comedy character yeah. but he kind of went too far uh, there's like little touches which I didn't like but some of the, the story ideas I really really liked and it's kind of like I think somebody made a cut of The Phantom Menace taking out Jar Jar Binks where he wasn't essential to the story and I think this is kind of like that if you take out those bits that annoy you I think there's 
there are bits in that which actually make it a really good movie. Yeah, but unfortunately, there, Dwayne, that's the film they released. They're in there. Yeah, no, yeah, abs- no absolutely. I, I, I agree. So it's, it's. I'm in like this really weird sort of place with it. Actually, I like some yeah. of the bits. I hate some of the bits. So I'm kind of like, oh. so I'm kind of both Star Wars fans. I love it and hate it. Um, okay. Do you want to know what Rotten Tomatoes gave it? You'll be shocked. Yeah, You'll be shocked. Not in the nineties. Ninety-one. They must have been taking the piss. There was somebody in an office party getting drunk going, you know, it would be really funny if we vote for this because it's, it's a terrible film, but nobody will expect it, so we're going to vote for it. Oh, come on. Um, really? So, oh well. at the moment, we stand at four good movies, two which are kind of like, okay, I'm not sure, but they're kind of like both good and Arthur, bad. They- God awful, but you know. Yeah, I know, room. I know. Um, Rise of Skywalker. Um, what can we can, what can be said about Rise of Skywalker? I'm just going to say 52 on Rotten Tomatoes. It matched Phantom Menace. Is it as bad as Phantom Menace? Probably not, but it's shit. That film is so written by a bloody committee. It's frightening. Kathleen Kennedy has a lot to answer for. So, did either of you ever sort of kind of going off topic slightly? Kind of, uh, did ever if you see any of the Colin Trevorrow treatment for what he had written for Episode Nine? No, no. Ah, uh, just look it up. It's it would have been a fantastic movie. It would have been awesome. It was kind of dark. Yeah, but okay, with that thing as well, though, would it have been too expensive to make? Would it have been too? I don't much think of a, so. Ask I, don't, for I don't think so. A I mean, Disney audience. I don't know, but it it was it was good. It was good. It was like, I was like, there's lots going on in there. Um, Rose had way more going on. Whether you like Rose or not, I don't know. But yeah, I like Rose. I didn't actually mind. I think Rose somebody pointed out that Rose had fewer lines in Rise of Skywalker than her sister did, who died in the first act in <laughs> Last Jedi. So you're like, yeah, yeah okay. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Talk about sidelining yeah. a character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Rise of Skywalker. No, I, I don't think we can class as good. It's not. It's not as terrible as people are saying, but it, I don't think it's. It would. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not. Well, from the point of this, really, I, you know, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. But if I was, and you've got the, you know, the last film of the last trilogy, so nine films in, this is supposed to wrap the whole thing yeah, up. It that's is been going on it since is. 1977. Um. I'd be fucking furious, to be honest. Mm. I'd be absolutely furious that this was done to the, it. The interesting thing, or what I read, now I hope I'm right on this, but when the Disney bought the whole franchise of George, he actually already had the scripts written. Yeah, he did. And, they and just he presented them. them, and they, they them. and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we'll keep your consultant." And they didn't even they didn't even call him back or anything. They just got the scripts and put it to one side. Yeah, but he was talking a lot now, about. Brace yourself. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the N word. He was talking about midichlorians. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't like, you know, my episode one, two, and three, I didn't like them, but they were his films. Now, would they have been, that's why I think Disney had to change them because they were going, well, they're not making any money, these, and they're getting slated by everybody, so therefore we've got to do something with them. But it's a shame, really, because he's the one who wrote the whole vision. What you're saying there, Dave, is that he wrote everything. So, yeah. so, so would it they, doesn't would work. They, would the what they've done there, because they've shoehorned more... stuff in. Yeah, yeah. Would the wrap up have sorry, been more sorry, satisfactory had they followed George's vision? As I think, that's or it would have had a continuity, which would have made sense instead of this 
random fucking storyline which is going on, which really just, oh, I don't know. Man baby now. Man baby. So, anyway, so what are we at? We're at sort of uh, four good, two questionable, yeah. two, two yeah, terrible, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it is. So we move on to the uh, anthology. We'll talk about Solo first. Uh, Solo. Mm. It was alright. I enjoyed it. It was just lots of action set pieces, not much of a story, an annoying droid character who I just... If she wasn't in it, that would probably would have been much more enjoyable. Um, it was okay. I've seen it twice. That did quite well at the box office, though. It did, I think Kinda. it did alright. And it, on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. it got a nice 70. So it, 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 I wouldn't class it as yeah, good, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's it's not terrible mm. now. My favourite of the Disney era movies, Rogue One. I don't care what anybody mm. says. It's the best Disney era movie. It stands out against all of them. I think the only Star Wars movie in my mind that that's better than it is Empire. It's my second favourite Star Wars movie. It's a very good film. I remember when I first saw that, I didn't like it. It's only after the second or third. I think because I was so... Jaded. Typical man, baby, angry, yeah, why with very little turn. I don't know, no, because solid. again, I think I, I just saw red because of what Disney were doing to the Star Wars, my my beloved Star Wars, which is rubbish now, it doesn't mean anything, you know. But and I just saw red, it's only when I saw it again later I appreciated what it was. And there's a couple of moments where a bit naff in there, but it's like every film, there's always like crap scenes or whatever. But all in all, it's brilliant. And the ending on the beach is yep. just. And people, a lot of people go, oh, people don't, like Star Wars fans only like it because of the Darth Vader bit at the end. Now, I loved it, but I loved it before, and I watched it, I loved, I was in love with it before that even happened. And you could take those, those last few moments out with Darth Vader being fucking the most badass you've ever seen him. And it would still be a fucking amazing movie. Yeah. The problem I had with the Darth Vader scenes, though, is it was out of context with A New Hope. He didn't do all that amazing stuff what he was doing at the end of Rogue One. Because it'd be fair, that's what he should be doing in the New Hope, but they didn't have the technology or anything no, no, to do absolutely. with that. Point. So he should have been. Doing so it that, made it look he, really he silly. It just made it look. <laughs> but, so, but you know. But Rogue One, in my view, is second best Star Wars yes. movie. I, um, it stands out above New Hope and Jedi, or the prequel, or the right. sequel trilogies, okay. in my mind. Um, weirdly, right. it only got eighty four on Rotten Tomatoes. Obviously, they don't know what they're talking about. So. Right. So what what are we at? So that five or five? I think we're on five, five good yeah. movies. So Dave, can you give me just a quick member of your um what yeah. you what you perceive? Remember, it's very subjective. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, where did I get to? Right, okay. So two, three, four, six, eight, and one J.J. Abrams one. And you've sort of stuck three in there, Stu, really. Yeah, but that was just, that's a personal thing. I don't know. I, no, I, I, I half had it in because it's part of that trilogy. Because the other two don't work without it. Yeah, I think motion picture, though, is, I think that's just me personally. I don't. I think that was... Yeah, you, can't stick, you can't stick that in. You can't. I, I no. mean, I got the rotten tomatoes up because um, they'd done a lot more homework than I had. Um, and, yeah, so motion picture was 44%. Oh, that's that's stinging. I know, I know, and I think it's a great film. It's not the even lowest, nowadays. It's I not think the it's very... lowest. Oh my god! So, no. so even Star, Trek, even Star Trek Five. So even the Star Trek Five was twenty-two percent. So even the two worst Star Wars movies rate higher than. Yeah, but that's by some tomato. So come on, I, I'm actually going to 
Sorry, Dave, I'm going to have to give this one to Star Wars. I just am, oh, because... No. I, the, you are right. I, I'm going to go back to the cultural impact thing. But in movies, it's really only those first those three films which have done anything into the Star Trek universe. The rest have just been treading water. Now, Star Wars, yes, you are right. I'm going to now say Star Wars has been treading water, if not drowning. But because of the recent... Uh, Rogue One and so I didn't like Solo but a lot of people did so I'm going to put myself in the minority here there's there's something there and there's something they can build back on and I'm hoping with Star Trek they get the movie franchise back on track they can get the rights back to actually bloody make another film because I know Star Trek fans are dying for another film they just want it and they but the but the but the people in power are going no yeah yeah it's all about contracts and stuff so in a way I want them to build it but I don't want JJ to do it at all. I don't want him to stay away from Star Wars as well. <laughs> he could just keep him away yeah, from all that yeah. stuff, really. He's, he's proven that he's not the best at it. and He's given it a good go, bless him, but, you know, time for a step away and let somebody else have a go. Uh, but you, I think, you're, you're the judge, so I must respect your decision. Yeah, so, okay. So, I am going to give that one to Star Wars. Uh, you're nice. wrong, but so, that's fine. That's absolutely so, fine. what we're going to do, we're going to take a little short break, and we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> And welcome back. So, we're at number six, and we seem to be uh, on quite a long time now. So, but there's a lot to talk about. Best villain, uh, Dwayne, what you got for me? Um, I think it's gotta be Darth Vader. I I think he tops all the, all the villain best villain best movie villains of all time, like polls all the time. Um, I think. Just for coolness, I think I'm going to mention Darth Maul. I think Darth Maul looked pretty cool. Shame he was in a shit movie. But um, <laughs> yeah, Darth, Darth Vader, all the way. You can't beat Darth Vader. There is nothing Dave can lay at my feet which will trump Darth Vader as a classic movie villain. Sorry. Do your best. You're just going to do the one. You're just going, I'm yeah. going to give you yeah, one. That's, and you're that's all, it's all that I one. need. Wow. It's all I need. Now that's a gauntlet, Dave. All right then, Dave. That's all what I you need. Got? Well, uh, oh Spock with a beard! Ooh, he's scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're doing best villain, we're doing best villain, or are we doing best villains? And, and as Dwayne just said, that's it. And do I get to list the gamut of Star Trek villains, or is it against? I've given Dwayne the option to list more villains, and he went no. I, I gave an honorary mention to Darth Maul, but. Didn't even mention Boba Fett. I mean, come on. So I could, I yeah, Boba Fett's awesome, but he's kind of like an anti-hero. So you know, Darth Vader's villain. Sorry, come on, Boba on. Fett's yeah. a villain. <laughs> no, right. he's a villain. He's okay, a villain. I'll I'll save it until because we've got another, we've got the representation of of other species later on, um, in the running order, and I'll save most of it for that because I I'm going to lose this anyway, because Stu's going to go, oh yeah, Darth Vader, um. I'm not. Hang on. You're going to convince me. Who have you got? What have you got? Listen, I have been on your side on many on any of these points, mate. So you can't. He's he's been as unbiased as we could have hoped for, to be honest. I have to say, he He, he needs to sort his shit. He needs to sort his shit out on that cultural impact one, and then fair enough. But he's still on the fence on that, and he needs to get off. Yeah, but maybe I'm building suspense. (laughs) <laughs> in this drivel, what we're recording. <laughs> right. Okay. If we're going one on one, I'm fighting a bit of a losing battle, but I'll I'll go for it anyway. Um, 
the titular villain from Star Trek Two, Khan, Khan oh, Noonien Singh. Khan. Well, there we go, Stu. There, there we go. Basically, he's a genetically augmented human. He's got superior intellect, as he tells us about six times in the film. Actually, he keeps going on about his intellect. <laughs> fucking superior his intellect is. Um, he's got like superhuman strength, but he is deeply, deeply flawed, and that's what makes him so interesting. So he's driven by revenge. And just anger. He's just got this anger in him against Kirk. Because Kirk marooned him on SETI Alpha 5 back in... Well, he was in the original series. So that's when mm, he first made an appearance yeah. in the episode Space Seed. Um, I always thought that was awesome, that was. They, they bought a, a series, a, you know, oh, TV yeah, he's episode. Come back, he's they got, he's, he's come back. Yeah. Um, he's been portrayed by Ricardo Montalban. Who he was in that? Who's, who played him in the Wrath of Khan and Space Seed, and Benedict Cumberbatch. So, admittedly, that is only two blokes, but they've got the syllables between them for about five blokes. That wasn't Khan. Well, though. come on, stop kidding yourself. By name, it was. In name, it was. Yeah, yeah. by so name. Anyway, let's it. <laughs> let's go back to the Wrath of Khan then. So he's he's just got this this anger in him, and this hatred of of Khan and he is so much more expressive than Darth Vader who, who to be honest just what does he do he breathes heavily brilliant and says I'm your father what? and he turns out he's the, he's the, the bloke's dad come on come oh, on David how contrived we'll talk, how we'll contrived talk about that. is that no 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 it wasn't so we'll talk about this in iconic moments but they, it that, wasn't that wasn't even a thing until Fucking, they didn't even know that when they were making Star Wars, but that's what I learned anyway. Anyway, um, there's a bit where his ship. I can't. I can't think of what ship he's um, he's in now, Carl. He's 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 hijacked a Federation ship. He's in this Mutara Nebula, which is about to get blown to shit. His his ship is just falling apart around him. He's he's chased he's chased Kirk into this nebula. He didn't need to do it. He'd already won, as his crewmate reminds him. He already won. But he's just got so much hatred in him for Kirk, and his ship's fucking falling apart. He's about to die, and he's just spitting this venomous shit at Kirk. He just ah, oh, it's amazing, amazing piece of acting by um by old Ricardo. Fair play, Ricardo. He's just got a lot of layers to him, more than Darth Vader, I think. Darth Vader is obviously he is as Dwayne has pointed out he is the most famous villain of all time but does that make him the best no but anyway Stu over to you say Darth Vader let's get on with it oh come on Dave that I agree with everything you're saying but he's not more iconic than Darth Vader I'm sorry but he's better what is what's the better. best, vi- no, best no, he's villain? Not better. I've got written here best villain, not most famous villain. But he's villain. he is the most famous because he is the best. If he was me, I would have picked Boba Fett myself. But it's Dwayne's call. It's not my argument to make because uh, he's a villain and he's been in the film the least really, and he's got such an iconic status within you know all the films really, you know, and that. But it's not. It's just not famous, you know, because you know he's. he's been around for you know everybody knows who he is he's 
he's a troubled sort of Jedi. When that scene at the end of that fight, even now I get tingles under my back when Luke is really going for it. And he's saying, going, oh, crap, sorry. You know, basically they go, I'm sorry, son. I'm messed up. I'm sorry. You know, it's just, there's loads of depth there. You just see, yeah, he's meant to be this, he's meant to be this one tone character. That's what he's meant to be. He's meant to just deliver the orders and, you know, of the Emperor and take over. the. That's That's his character. But when you see behind the curtain, forget the the prequel films. When you see behind the curtain in in, in Jedi of the person, oh, on the on the on the shuttle bay when he's got his helmet off and Luke's there going, oh crap, <laughs> it's it's amazing. So you know, I think can't your argument with Khan is very good, but unfortunately, it is only just a very little slither of. And I've got to admit, I didn't even think of Khan until you even mentioned it. That's actually that's who I would. And have I thought, thought you would have said something like the ball collective myself. Oh, that's well, what I, I thought I you would have said. It's singular, isn't it? It's singular. No, 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 no. The Borg is the Borg is singular. It's a collective. They are they are one organism that works together as a one thing. You could have just said the Borg. That I, I think I, that I, would I be... will talk about the Borg later. But yeah. No, right. Okay. I don't think they are as big as Darth Vader, but I think it's bigger than Khan. But that's your call. That was your argument. That's fine as that. So I am going to have to give this one to Star Wars. I'm afraid. Sorry. I just I can't yeah, I can't. That's, that's fair enough. That's if fair you, if your only argument was Khan, if if you got you got anything else, you can sort of trawl up. Well, no, no. And to be honest, I I, I agree with you. Okay. I do. I I do. Okay, it's hard. We'll... It's hard to argue against Darth Vader, isn't it? How, how can you really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Khan is a good choice, though, man. I mean, I'd I'd love Khan. <laughs> it's, it's probably who I would have gone for. <laughs> Had I been arguing the other side, I would have gone Khan. Right then, so I think we've uh, done the best villain, or villains, uh, but it's really best villain. So the next section will be best hero. So, Dave, let's go with you, because I think we went with Dwayne first time, next time, last one. Best hero. Fucking hell, how do you pick? How do you pick from all of the, the just the captain, list the captains in Star Trek. Oh my God. Picard, uh, well, to be honest, I almost went for him because what a bloke, what a bloke Picard is, and I might be kicking myself for not going for him, but he's it, just a, an amazing icon, really. British bloke, given the, the job of being bloody captain of the Enterprise, and he just, old Patrick Stewart just pulls it off. I just think he's he's fantastic. I didn't go for him anyway. Yeah. Janeway, maroon, bloody 70 light years from Earth with her crew, gets, gets them home. Fantastic data is is sacri- or a shit film nemesis, but is sacrificing in nemesis, and just what a character he was. Um, but it's got to be, it's got to be James Tiberius Kirk. It's just it's got to be. I think it has what to be, doesn't it, for, for a Star what Trek fan? I mean, yeah. is even even the the reboot films have tried to recreate Kirk with that. What's his actor's name? Chris uh, Pine. When he plays Shatner. Kirk, yeah, yeah, he's just like well. He looks like uh, William Shatner, so therefore, yeah, yeah it's an him. impression, but he's, yeah, he's basically <laughs> doing an impression anyway. Yeah, and he's, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. Um, but oh, well, he's just an, the all-American hero, isn't he, Kirk. Um, he's, he's, he's a leader. He's a fighter. He's a top shagger, absolutely top shagger. He's just every. I don't see how that's relevant, but okay. He's just uh, he's he's just had sex with a lot of alien women. And that's 
in some respects is to be applauded. Um, um I wouldn't. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 you wouldn't or you couldn't. Which one is it? <laughs> I wouldn't applaud him, is what I'm saying. Oh right, okay. But what a bloke! <laughs> I think you, if you think in Star Trek, you, he's got to be the guy for better or worse. And it was a close run thing with Picard, but I think you've got to give it. To, you've got to give it to Kirk. Right. Okay. And you're just going for the one, yeah? Not going for a collection of heroes, or? Well, no. It's just best hero, isn't it? So it's got, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Dwayne, what you got? Oh, so um, kind of. This is kind of a bit more tricky, I think. So you've got, I think, just looking at original trilogy. So I think if you're looking at prequel trilogy. I don't know, is anybody who stands out particularly? Anakin was kind of whiny and annoying. Um, and sequel trilogy, I don't think anybody particularly stood out either. But I think if you're looking at original trilogy, you've got the 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 the, the four. So you got Luke, Han, Leia, and Chewbacca. So I think any of those on their own could stand out. But I think that the two which would probably be the most probably be Luke or Han. And I'd probably have to go with Han Solo. I think because he's quite roguish. It kind of has that sort of same thing going on that Kirk has going on, that kind of ladies' man, but I don't think he was kind of prolific shagger like Kirk was. Let me just go back to Dave here. Sorry. Is Kirk is because it's played by William Shatner and the way the William Shatner delivered. Do you think another... It's hard because there's never been another Kirk not played by William Shatner, apart from the reboot, and he was just modelled off William Shatner. Do you think another actor could play Kirk in that sense? Do you know of? It will be relevant in a sec, Dwayne. So. Well, back in... Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, back in the day... Um, I don't know. How do you... They're so linked, aren't they? Captain Kirk, William Shatner... I don't, I don't know how... You can okay. separate because where we're leading with this one because like obviously uh, Harrison Ford plays Han Solo, Han Solo and he is Han Solo nobody else even the Solo film I went nah I, I can't he did I'm an okay job but, I, I but don't think he did an okay job he wasn't Harrison Ford he didn't, <laughs> but that's the problem he, he wasn't Harrison Ford yeah so he was always fighting that battle I think he did an okay job but and, then, and then, but because like Harrison Ford as well so obviously Indiana Jones was way after Star Wars, of course, or around making it at the same time as making obviously Star Wars because of uh, uh, Jedi and that. But he was he was the Harrison Ford of that age, wasn't he? he? Was that he's that iconic? He's that iconic actor of that. But now he's just an old man, really. He's just desperately trying to hold on to something. I don't know. But back then he was that horror. Now William Shatner. Oh, hang on. Am I getting confused here? Are we talking about the heroes of the actual? fictional thing or we actually talk about the actors what play them i think i'm the getting, fictional, the fictional I'm getting too bogged the fictional yeah i'm the getting bogged down aren't i with the actual actors yes, here yes, i shouldn't yeah i've got to get step away Stu. step away right okay uh sorry i did cut you off on your and your arguments with so uh, just basically han solo, so, um, sorry. han solo he's kind of like that that roguish and he had a great arc of kind of like not caring about anything about the money and then kind of like turning around to be this great Rebel leader, uh, yeah, it's Han Solo all the way for me. I mean, I know Luke's uh, character arc was pretty good, like farm boy to re- re- rebirth of Jedi, but Han Solo. This one is a tough one for me 
I, I actually agree. <laughs> I agree. At this, I'm trying to be fair, and I, I, it's, it's hard for me to be fair because I, I love Hans, I love Hans Solo, and I love Harrison Ford, and, and I know we should get the actor involved in this because it should keep that way. But a starship captain is uh, fuck me, what a job to have that is. I'm just yeah, but I would have, I would have picked Picard over Kirk. Why in an early day? I really would have. No, but is it because I know you did? And because is it, is it because it's my captain? Is that why? Because Picard is my captain, not Kirk. Um, Kirk is definitely not my captain. Yeah, there's, there's probably there's probably an element of that. My my first experience of Star Trek was the sixties stuff. See, I'm trying to be fair here, and it feels like if I pick if I pick Solo, it's going to be a personal biased. And then, but if I feel like I'm picking Star Trek, I feel like because I, I, you don't want to see, be seen to be being biased. Well, yeah. Well, Stu, you're the judge, mate. You've got to pick, and then what, whatever, whatever your decision is, we'll pick. I, I, I think, I do think Han Solo is the more charismatic hero. He's a rogue. Come on, the, the lion would uh, to to Leia when he's being carbonated, go and she goes, I love. He goes. He goes. Oh, I, know. I know. Oh come on! Shivers down my back right now. You know what could Kirk have really? Oh yeah, there's another blue lady. I've had a. Well, oh, uh, there was there was much more. There was much more to that. <laughs> You're just thinking about original series. You've got to you've got to think about the films as well. Yeah, I'm thinking about the films. Unfortunately, though, I, I do. Again, I'm mixing the actor with the. The character, but unfortunately, they are so intertwined. Star Trek Two, the Khan bit—you've said it yourself, Khan. Oh, Khan. Yeah, but that was funny. No, it wasn't no that's funny. funny. That's not. Oh, come on! That is funny. Gut, he's not meant to be funny. It's the worst bit of acting in the world. No, it's as bad as the acting in uh, Star Wars Episode Three, where uh, Vader's in the chamber and really finds that panel. No. Yeah. no, it's as bad as that. <laughs> When he's given when he's giving Spock's like eulogy at the eulogy at Spock's funeral, and he's oh mate, that is, that what that, that he is, takes that the tough decision to, to blow up the Enterprise. Yeah. Oh my god, that is good. But unfortunately, it is going to be Han Solo. Sorry, <laughs> and I'm sorry if this comes down to me. It's hard. That was really hard because I understand where Dave's coming from on the uh, on the Kirk front here. So anyway, let's move swiftly on. I think I think Dave's got a very good argument here, but let let's see what I it think, is. It's I think this this could go section eight or argument eight, point eight, message. Well, do we do we even need to do this one? Well, I'm going to quickly scoot back to cultural impact if you don't mind, because I think it's about time I got off that fence and I answered this question. Yeah. I am gonna have to give it to Star Trek. I mean, come on, Stu. In the sick, I mean, he's right <laughs> with the first open gay kiss in the sixties and the no, black no, actors no, 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 on TV. Prime, prime time gay, TV. Wasn't gay. It's interracial. Oh, interracial. Sorry, sorry. And you know, they, they Star Trek always had a message, and I got to admit, even as a child, it always had a message of. We are all working together as one, and we don't care what you are. You know whether they've actually thought that in reality. The actual people who made it is a different thing. But you know, when I was a kid, you know, because that, that's, that's up why Roddenberry invented well, it. So. For that, that was the reason. So I am 
now going to give you a point for that one. I'm just uh, marking it on the computer. Bloop, bloop, beep, bloop, bloop. And that is now recorded for posterity. So, now, I've off the fence now, so we'll now go back to the message. And I'm going to give this one over to Dwayne first. It's a very simple message. It's going to be quite quick, so it's good triumphs over evil. And it's about the redemption of of a of a flawed character, so it's about the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Um, so yeah, that that's basically what it is, in a kind of roundabout way. Perseverance of good will triumph. Okay. Is that it? Any more? That's 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 pretty much it in a nutshell. Okay. So it's it's a bit it's like uh is it Fast and Furious? It's all about family. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I. I have never seen a Fast and Furious movie, and it's all about it's all about the and, family, mate. And it's all about I, the family, and I never want to. Go on then, Dave. Uh, to be honest, I will. I'll sort of echo what I said earlier, really, because um, the two kind of go go hand in hand about the, um, you know, pe- people working together and pe- people from all 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 backgrounds. Uh, got, uh, you know, they're everyone's everyone's equal working together on problems um but the main message of it is that it's an optimistic view of the future and it starts that's always been what star trek is about it's not um it's not a dystopian future where it's not it's not fucking blade runner it's not this that and the other where the world's fucked um and everybody's killing each other and all the rest of it it's always been hope for the future and optimism that actually we are going to whatever's going on at the minute in the future that all gets overcome and everybody everybody works together for the betterment of everyone else that's the pure that's the pure message at the start of it that's what he had in his head it's a it's actually i'm joking aside it's actually a very honorable message and actually it's like i said before i think it's it's one i can get behind um but Will it happen? Given the current situation in the world, nah. with people, people are and selfish. how they treat each other. <laughs> well, we've got a couple of hundred years to find out, really, haven't we? I don't. I don't see it changing. I don't see it changing. But the message is good, and I'd rather have the message, the message like that out there than not out there. You know what I mean? So fancy if mm. that message never existed, and and you know, some people, you know, like racism and that is taught. It's not. You're not. It doesn't just you're born with it. You are taught how to be a racist, you know, things like that. And as much as there's messages like this out there, which are saying, look, everybody can live together and be one and work to a common goal. That sounds a bit like a communist party manifest there. But, you know, you know, it's like a little communist. Well, (laughs) a little bit. You know what always confused me about uh, the uh, the Federation? It's like there's no money. And I was thinking, how? How 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 can there not be any commerce? How how do they afford the ships? How do they how do they how do they trade with other like the Romulans who are a trading federation or trading force? And how do they not gold, spend gold, money? I don't gold press Latinum, which they introduced <laughs> in Deep Space Nine. Okay, so anyway, I am going to give the message to Star Trek because on, it is very wholesome. I, think, I mean, I there is fair. a mess. I, there I, is I a message in fair. Star Wars, but it's more. It's simplistic. It's more about family than about you know anybody else. So, so that's section eight done and dusted. 
Should we have a score recap? Yes, please. Yes, please. Let, let's see. Let's see where we are. Four points to Star Trek and four oh, points to Star Wars. Tight. Oh, oh, it's tight. Oh, We're tied. We're tied. Oh. Now though, this is when the uh, the good the good shit happens. Now I'm going to mark this maybe a certificate eighteen part of the podcast. I don't know. But uh, but we're all inclusive, so it's sexist chicks and dudes. Yeah. Okay. So at least I'd want at least a chick and a dude from each of you. Okay. No, I don't want you to favor on one side. You have to do both. So uh, right. Dave, you you go first. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we've you know we have been quite serious so far. I think, or you know, we're sort of known for having a bit of fun and all the rest of it. We we've we've been we have actually been semi serious. So. Um, we don't really have to be serious all the way through, which is kind of why this is why this is in there, really, just for a bit of levity. Um, that said, the thing about the sixties, and I've been read the book about um, how they made the TV show in the sixties. There's a line in the book that says um, they had they had skimpy costumes because. Um, Flesh was um, cheap to use and easy to look at, so there was deliberately a skimpiness of costumes for various reasons, um, budgetary and viewer grabbing. I, 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 I suppose. Um, so that said, Yvonne Craig, who played Batgirl in the Batman series, I think it was her. Um, I might not have been actually thinking about it, but there's a character in the original series. I don't even know her name, the character's name. She was an Orion slave girl, and she was green. And oh, I love that. I, I, that's that's quite a. I oh, is that in the motion? Sorry, I, I was doing something else since I should have been listening properly. Was it in the motion picture? Sorry, uh, the uh, sorry the uh, the reboot. No, no, no. Oh, there was actually there was a there was an Orion Orion girl. Yeah. The, yeah, I think there was a callback to that. Yeah, wasn't there, she that wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't an Orion slave girl anymore because it's not the sixties anymore. You can't. You, you know, don't do you that. Can't do stuff like that now. <laughs> Even Disney have now not called slave one slave one anymore. Oh, anyway. don't get me started yeah, on that we're, we're, one. We're moving on. Sorry, oh Dave. God. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yes. So for that um, sexiest chick, I don't even know her name, but I am going for. Oh, am I though? You don't even know her name. That's oh my that's God, a, what kind of a man is he? <laughs> oh, you're so manly. Do you know what? Actually, no, no I've changed my mind now. I've changed my, I've changed my mind because she, like she's just man. sprung into my head. Seven of nine. That's who I thought oh, you were going to go for. Oh, no, How yes. I've forgotten about oh, her. Yes. Seven of nine. I, yep. I don't, I'm not sure yep. you say anything else. Well done. Uh, okay, what about you, dude? Um, right, I'm... Who am I going to go for? I haven't, I haven't thought of a bloke, to be honest. Um, let, you could have Riker. Let me have a, let me have a quick. <laughs> let me have a quick think. I'm just, I'm just going to quickly list in my head all the Star Trek men, and then think about which one. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, then, uh, Dave. Uh, sorry, Dwayne. Give me your sexiest chick. Princess well, Leia in the gold bikini in Return oh, of the Jedi. Boom. There we go. Yeah. Boom. Done. Right, Dave. You've had your time. What you got? What, what, what's, Dwayne, what's Dwayne's man? What's Dwayne's man? He's got them. What's your man doing? Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm just whilst you whilst, whilst you're doing that, I will. In that case, I will just trundle it. I'm gonna play him again, Han Solo. He's right. 
Not Luke. He was a scrawny little fuck. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nope. Han Solo. Uh, no, definitely. Han Solo. He was definitely Han. So, okay. So they are two solid, right. solid okay, I'm choices. Getting in, I'm now. getting in there then with data. Fucking data. Da- data. <laughs> what? No, I'll tell you what. Did you want to lose this one on purpose? I'll tell you, no, hang on. on I'll tell you why. <laughs> Data. I'll tell you why now, shall I? Oh, that episode yeah, that where episode. he uh, gets it on with the, the security yeah, guard. What's yeah. Name? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> and he's, he, he's, he says he's fully functional, right, in that in that respect. And the, the amount of knowledge he's got into him, his programming on Nookie is an... Oh, so he's a bit like the, um, the Jude Law character in AI. Exactly like that. But better because he's like yellow. Okay, so because <laughs> he's yellow. <laughs> what about what about the, the the staples of next gen? You know, like Troy and Beverly Crusher and. Well, there's it's an embarrassment of riches, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sport for choice in that switch oh, off. There's fucking loads of them. Yeah. They're everywhere you look. There's one. You know, hang on. Oh, they're over there. Oh, look at him. Yeah, there's loads of them. But if I had to pick two, seven of nine, because and of the wolf. cat suit, wolf. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, wolf, wolf, fucking, he wouldn't take any prisoners, would he? Wolf. Yeah, come on. He's he's a he's a he's a he sensitive mess, He would not come mess on. about. <laughs> um, and 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 data because he's got that much sexual programming in in him. You would Dave. be guaranteed a good time. You know what? Your seven and nine was strong, and that was strong enough to beat Leia Potentially to the punch. Beat Leia. But I'm sorry, you no, you can't have data. <laughs> That's just no. I'm not. No, you've lost that one. Sorry, <laughs> they've already marked. It, it's gone. Well, what, what could Moving I have on. said then, Stu, to get the point? Do you mean what could you have said, there? Riker, Picard? Picard is a very fit man. Come on. Uh, not no, not now, Picard. Obviously, uh, early next gen Picard. Oh, I've got a load of friends who fancy Picard. They, they're definitely, they, you know, they, you know, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, go for that little data, bald data's captain. Data's a better lover. No, he's not because he, he doesn't know about love. He knows everything. But it's not about, about that. It's, it's we're talking just like pure animal magnetism here. I think rather. Yeah, than... I, I, I can't accept data. I can get, but weirdly, I can accept Sen of Nine, who is also pork. So where's my argument going with that one? Yeah, but she's she's, she's only part of Nine. Yeah, that's true, and she's amazing. Even, even in, even when she pops up in Discovery, it's just like, oh yeah, Discovery Picard, yeah. you mean? Oh Picard, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm on board, right? Okay. So, here's a bit of an excitement. So, I've got an agenda in front of me, uh, listeners, and the next two sections are called wild cards, and I have no idea what these boys are going to be talking about. So, the current scores is Star Wars is winning by one point. So, uh, I assume that wild card is, is, is this right, right? So, you're going to present your wild card, and then I'm going to say whether, yeah, yes, and then Dave's got a wild card. No, no, so, or basically, I don't know I how it works, sorry. And then, then Dave will have to counter-argue on, on the spot. Oh, so he doesn't know, know either, know. right, okay. He doesn't gotcha. know what mine is. I don't know what his is, we've got one each. Okay. Cool. Uh, so okay. he's going to have to counter what I'm proposing. Sure. Then I will have to counter what he proposes. Okay. It's okay. going to be a fun game. 
Okay then, so we're going to say wildcard one and we'll start with Dave on this one, I think. Dave. Right, the wildcard, my wildcard is themes and depth of story. So I'll give you a couple of examples on the, on the, on the Star Trek side of things. So I'm just going to list... Out of all of Star Trek, I've got the uh, there's three episodes I'm going to list, and I'll just sort of tell you a bit about each episode because I don't think Star Wars comes anywhere near Star Trek for this kind of stuff. So, held up as probably the best episode of the Next Generation is an episode called "The Inner Light," which is the one where um, Picard gets zapped by a space probe, and he ends up. He falls unconscious on the deck of the Enterprise for a couple of hours and he ends up in that time living an entire life on a planet and he gets he, he, he's married to a woman, he has kids, he has grandkids. The, the, the planet is dying. He learns to play the Resican flute, which is a little flute thing. Um, he lives a lifetime, basically, in that in that period of time. But just the, 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 the themes in that about the life that he could have that he could have lived and chose not to. Um, he's trying to, he's trying to tell them he discovers the planet's doomed because he's, you know, because he's a scientist. He, he tries to convince the people in charge, the people in power that they've got to do something and they've got to act. Um, and the act is they send a probe up into space and he sees it being launched. And that probe he sees being launched is the probe that, kind of beams the thing into him when it when it comes across the enterprise and then he suddenly wakes up and he's like shit i've lived a whole life and i'm, I'm back here he'd, he'd forgotten about the enterprise because it had been that long it had been years but within this probe is this flute that he'd learned to play um and the episode ends with him just sat in his quarters quietly playing that flute oh fuck me is it honestly it's amazing it's amazing right that's so that's number one Number two is an episode called Drumhead or The Drumhead. Again, it's a Next Generation episode. Um, it's it's all around paranoia and suspicion and people being wrongly accused. Again, real deep, real deep themes. Is this a single? I can't remember that one. It, is it a single episode or is it an arc? It's a single episode. It is a single episode. Yeah, yeah. But most of the Next Generation stuff is single because that's how TV works. Though. We've only got episodic stuff now because of streaming and the ability to save no we had story arcs with next gen the Q, and all that stuff well maybe yeah, but they, fit, they, they generally but... fit in a they, they they fit in around the episode per week style yeah the, th- the thing with that sort of tell you back then you could if you missed an episode it didn't matter if you miss an episode of something now you're fucked and you're really but you yeah, but you yeah, can't yeah, miss yeah. an episode now because it's there everything's there all the time when we when we want it it's different different times but um then the third thing is an episode called Measure of a Man. That's where a scientist wants to deconstruct data because data is the only one of his kind. He wants to deconstruct him, rip him apart so we can see how he works and build more datas. He wants an army of datas so they can do dangerous things. That's a bit like the Picard storyline, is it? Or is it based loosely on that? Well, it's before that, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I know it's before that, but wonder if they base the Picard storyline on that because obviously 
the picture and then he went back to where Data was and they said they're not allowed to make any more androids like Data because he was too cool. Yeah. He was good at sex. And he, we can't have that. We can't have that android <laughs> running around. He was good at sex. Um, oh, my God. No. So there's a, there's a trial. <laughs> there's a trial on the Enterprise. Picard is defending Data. Riker has been chosen to act for the scientist guy. So, basically, they've got to prove, or Riker's got to prove, that Data is not a person. He's not a sentient person. That he's, that he's property. So then the scientist, if they can prove he's property, the scientist guy can do what he wants with him. If Picard can prove that Data isn't property, then Data gets to oh, Data gets to Oh, so they basically they basically remade uh, the idea of short circuit in an episode of Star Trek: Next Generation. Then, <laughs> without Steve Gutenberg, yeah, without well, which is probably a good thing. Actually, to be fair, it was short so was Star Trek out before Short Circuit? No, Short Circuit was eighties. Well, Star Trek, oh, really? Star Trek was eighties. No, Star Trek eighties. Late eighties though, wasn't it? Yeah, late eighties. Late eighties, nineties. That's that's right. That's three examples of just the bits and pieces which suit your thing. So yeah, so what your what's 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 your wild card thing? It's like themes, themes and in de- depth of story. So my criticism of Star Wars is it's, fl- it's too fluffy. It's quite it's quite superficial. Yeah. Um, so obviously because I haven't been trade disputes. Uh, I, yeah, I think George Lucas tried to make it deep in the the, the and it doesn't and it doesn't work, does it? it doesn't, that's not what Star and it, Wars is. It didn't is. really work. But that's 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 the thing. That's not what Star Wars is, and I think because you're delivering these shorter story like bundles, like in, in movies rather than drawn out series, I think it's difficult to kind of get those depth of things. And like, like you, you were talking about, like the, so the those are, sing- those are, those are single episodes. They're they're, they're forty five minutes long. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know, but but. You've got characters that you can do that with, and because you've got t- time to fill, they sound like they could be like filler, like you've got lots of filler episodes, and those are the ones that stand out. Just saying, um, but yeah, I'm not sure where Star Wars can kind of like go that deep. I mean, it, it I think like the like the relationship between the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda was quite good, like as kind of like a gradual sort of like story arc depth thing there. But I I I don't think I can say like come up with anything which you've done there with your short circuit analogy ah. Star Trek also again you throw you throw enough stuff at a wall something will stick there's so many episodes which is not how J.J. Abrams works and and they are good I'm good by the way I'm going to give you this one Dave you are got the point for this one yeah I think it has but, this but like Dave, but, but only because the amount of stories you can tell in the TV episodes whether in even Discovery a, Discovery's been hit and miss with me, I've got to say. I've enjoyed some of it, and I just think some of it's been awful, but I like the idea that there's a big story arc, and I like that involvement in there, so that kind of thing. But there's no new message in there to what's already been delivered before. Nothing new in that in that series. Um, I think just the amount of content is in the TV series, you can do. But unfortunately, they, 
There must have. Was it a special uh, episodes where it was over two episodes, or was it all contained? Those in Those three, minutes? All, all within within forty five minutes. Oh, it's a shame because I like I like the longer one. I like it when they did two parters. They were nice. They were they got more. Yeah, yeah. Got you more meat a, on that bone, so. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, I think yeah. I just think so, Star Trek does that stuff, that, and that's what I love about no, it. So I'd, much, I'd give it. I'd give it that. It, that's I'd what give it, it that. Right. So, Dwayne, Wild Card Two. What is it? Lego. Merchandising. Merchandising. Hey, good one. I don't think Star Wars could be beaten by any franchise, actually, on merchandising. I think probably the only thing that comes close now is probably Harry Potter, but I don't think that even gets gets anywhere near close. Um so yeah. I'm I quite mean, surprised that's make a resurgence myself now. Yeah, but you know. we won't we won't don't go into that particular minefield. No. Uh, so yeah, just just generally merchandising. I think Star Wars has had so much merchandising pretty much since it started way back in the like mm. late seventies. It's just so much. I mean, yeah, you might you do you do get Star Trek stuff. I'm not saying you don't. You get like stuff, but the the breadth of stuff that you can get, which is how George Lucas made his money. If, if yeah, if anything, they, they've they've now saturated the market. It's probably and, too uh, much. It's yeah, probably it's, too much. But but it was it was the one where this classic story of Kenner when Star Wars come out, they they. George Lucas signed a deal with them just to make them. They couldn't then get the stuff quick enough out the door, and then yep. they had to like have special pre-sale pre-order, stuff. yeah, pre-sale stuff and all that. And it was crazy. And then the amount of t-shirts and all that kind of thing. And yeah, you do get the Star Trek. Stuff. I remember like uh, when I was a kid as well. Star Trek. Remember e- when ET came out, and remember the biscuits they used to sell. They, they were like green and orange, and they were like bonbons, but like biscuits and anyway but also they they did star trek cereal and you could cut out the back and make a warbird and stuff like that but that was my only merchandise avenue for star trek at that point where star wars it was just toys r us that's it they've got the whole section we don't talk about how now the toys shops have got star wars selected because it's the worst selection in the world but in the heyday in a New Hope, a Jedi, and uh, uh, sorry, New Hope Empire and Jedi, that they, they were just r- aisles and aisles of Star Wars merchandise, and you did get the few ones, but it'd be like the just the odd shelf which would have Star Trek on, which is saying because I was a Star Trek fan as well, so I would have liked that kind of thing. But I don't know, Dave, can you counter argument this? This is a tough one for you, right? All I can counter with is doesn't work, um. For a podcast, but visually, I can show you guys now. I don't want to see cock Look again. at the size of that. Right, so for the benefit of the listeners, I'm holding up uh, an Enterprise E, NCC1701E. That's also a clock. Which is a clock. So it's yes. stylish and so functional. when I said I was going to get I was going to get my clock out, you obviously <laughs> misheard me. <laughs> um, compared to the size of this. Oh come on! Look That's how much your argument. Bigger that is than that. Oh uh, well, I'll, I'll post that picture. <laughs> but clutching, I'm sorry, clutching yeah. at straws. Jesus Christ, Dave! I mean, come on. Have you seen the Ultimate Collector Series Millennium Falcon? It's huge. It's like a meter long. All I can it's say, massive. I, I'll concede the point, and I will say, Dwayne, congratulations for your thing having the most toys. Well done. Yep, I'll take it. I'll take uh, it. Anyway, for the for the listeners' benefit, what Dave showed us was uh, the 
the Lego uh, Millennium Falcon, what we had to build for Thank you, Dwayne, anyway, by the way. Which is the teeniest <laughs> of tiniest of Legos, where me and Dwayne, between us, we've got a load of Star Wars. Like, I've only got my Lego collection is only Star Wars. Same. And, you know, and, you know and that's it, really. And actually, the all my memorabilia from I don't have any Star Trek, which is a shame because really, I think I'd like an Enterprise. It'd be quite a nice little model on it. But. It's all it's all Star Wars. <laughs> it's it's all it. It's it yeah. Dave is just showing us a picture of uh, Dwayne dressed up in his superhero outfit and smashing it with the Enterprise. So, but you know that that one is a a landslide Star Wars victory. I'm afraid. Yeah, most most toys. Well done. <laughs> right then, we're down to the last four. One, two, three, four. Right. Okay then, Dave. No, Dwayne, Dwayne, I think Dwayne will start on this one. Iconic ships. Oh, okay. No, what we're going to do, we're, we're just going to go for a quick break and uh, we'll see you in a sec. And welcome back. So we're on the uh, little last stretch of what's going on. I think we've got four categories left. And we're going. I'm going to pass this one over to Dwayne and it's iconic ships and vehicles. Dwayne. Okay, so is it, is it singular? No, no, breadth. This uh, we're we're talking breadth now, because I think Star Wars ships. When you're looking purely at the iconic ones, I think offers way more than Star Trek. So I'm just going to list out a few. Okay. Okay. So obviously, we'll start off with the Millennium Falcon, probably one of the most iconic sci-fi spaceships. Uh, Then we have the nice pairing of the X-wing and the Tie Fighter. So the original New Hope battle there. Then you've got. Oh, sorry. I just the slave one. I I can't call it anything else. So you, can't, call it, you can't not. You can't not. It's slave it's, one. A, it's a travesty is, what Disney are doing. Yeah, is is an iconic Star Wars ship. Uh, the Y wing, the B wing, and the A wing. So they kind of bolster up the the the, um, the X wings quite nicely. They're probably not. To be fair though, probably not as well known. Not as well not known, but, say, but, yeah, yeah, but they're yeah. in there. Um, now we're talking about the Star Destroyer, probably. One of the most iconic, nasty, evil Empire ships. Uh, the Jawa Sandcrawler. Yeah. The Tantive Four, The very first ship we saw in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Snowspeeder. Speeder bike. Who can forget the Atat? And the ATST, Imperial Shuttle. Land speeder. And not to forget... The lovely Tauntaun. It's a it's a vehicle. <laughs> Tauntaun. No, it's you're a, right. It's a yeah. vehicle. It's a vehicle. Though those I put them all on the table. Those are like the iconic ones. Now, this could be a debate. Would you class the Death Star as a vehicle, even though it's a space station, but it is a vehicle and it can move. It's, it's, it's from a vehicle a to of sorts. So so yes, I probably would class it as a as a yeah. vehicle. But that one, if Dave wants to argue the point that that's not a vehicle, I think we could quite easily get rid of that one. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah I was actually yeah. thinking about this, and I think it's quite it interesting move. It does to move. note. It does, it does move. move. Yeah. It does move. It doesn't stay one But place. it is classed as a space station. That's its But it's. I was title. thinking about this. When you're talking thinking about your, your basic sort of shapes of things, so you've got a 3D representation of a circle, which is you've got the Death Star, then you've got a 3D representation of a triangle, which is your Star Destroyer. And they went, oh, should we do a 3D representation of a, of a square? They went, no, that's shit. And then Star Trek decided to use it. 
Okay, Dwayne. Well, I didn't know where you were going this one. That was shots fired right there. Uh, right, uh, Dave, I do apologise about my uh, my, okay, about my colleague, but uh, please don't let him okay. put you off your stride. Okay. That's, uh, what you got, mate? What you got? What you got? Um, I'll just ask you a question. Can I ask you a question, Dwayne, first? Yes. Sorry, Stu's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do those ships? What do those ships do? What have they got? What do they do? Well, the Millennium Falcon can do the Kessel Run in less than thirteen parsecs. All right. <laughs> Anything else? Or see that this to me, right? This is uh, it's in everywhere you look. You can find this parallel actually with what we've been talking about, and this might be the most classic example yet of. Star Wars just not having depth. So those things—they're they're just like... different shaped things. They're just—they're di- just different shaped things. That's all, that's all they are. So I've only got one ship for you, really. Right? Let's pick. Let's pick the Enterprise, right? Because all, all pretty much all most... Star Trek ships are, are, are based on the same thing, like circle plate thing. They're based on the same design. The back. They're based on the same yeah. design because it's Star Trek's inception. It was determined that the warp nacelles, which is the two sausage things, because of the way they operate, have to be away from the hull, the main hull of the ship. See, thought has gone into that. It's not like, oh, let's make it look like this. There's thought in that. That's why it looks how it looks, because that's how it's got to, that's how it's got to look to be able to function. What, what else is that? That's it. So I'll argue actually the Millennium Falcon. It's not actually that well known, but actually the design of the Millennium Falcon is because it's like a, a freight ship, and there's, you get these freight capsules which sit in between the two two little nose things. That's actually the design of the Millennium Falcon, but it's just never been shown. There all. we are. I've managed to pull a bit of detail out of you in terms of there the, there's the, there's some thought gone into those ships. Right. What else has the Enterprise got then? It's instantly recognisable. Admittedly. The, the Falcon is as well, so I can't really, I can't really argue that. It's got the little, the little radar dish on the. Front. Hang on, yeah, let me stop here. Stop here. Are you basing all your argument ship one ship v one ship? Are you going to base all your? No, v, I'm just talking v... about the. Uh, no, right, okay. No, I just, I just need to know. I just need to know because the notes, the detailed notes, I'm keeping. I just need to know. Okay, carry on. So you've got the warp nacelles, which I've talked about. The Enterprise has got Jeffrey's tubes. It's got phasers it's got photon torpedoes it's got transporters it's got a hollow deck my point is these ships they they work there's depth to the ships it's not just oh it looks like this it looks like that there's depth to the ships you can't name any features of any of those star check star wars ships you were talking about because there aren't any. They're just they're just different shaped things. No, that's not true. Right. So so your X wing is your basic fighter. So your Y wing is a bomber. It's basic, all right. Yeah. Go on, yeah. I'm just go talking on. basically. I'm not. I'm not talking. I mean, they they've all got kind of like things. And if you want to talk to somebody far nerdier than I I am, they're all. There's nothing about nerdy about what I've just said. Things. That's just known stuff. No, 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 no. No. Known stuff. So yeah, you're right. Your Y wing is your bomber. Yeah. Your, your A wing is your like. More kind of like light, light craft. So, so it's a bit faster, a bit nippier. 
and your B-Wing's kind of a bit more of a an overall thing again. It's a bit bigger. So they, they all do okay, have... Okay, sorry, that one's a bit bigger than that one. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, mate. I didn't realise there were such marked differences. Mate, I just that's my point. There's just It's just different shaped stuff. The Different shaped stuff. It's just different... The, yeah, ship, but they're all, the ships in Star Trek have got purpose. They've got things in them yeah, that make so. them what they are. Well, so do the Star Wars ships. Just because I haven't gone into like that in depth about it, I'm just talking about the ships generally. Dave, being your argument iconic. at the moment is is a bit piss poor. I've got it's to say, not. I am stepping. I'm tra- no, no. What I'm trying, trying to do here? No, no. Things. Listen, Dave, Dave, Dave. I'm trying to get you to cut up, up your game here because you, okay. The Star I Destroyer? List, I a could, Super sorry, Star Destroyer? I could list other ships then. I, I could list the ball. It cube. wouldn't could, mind. That'd be nice I if you could... could okay, I could the Excelsior. The cube. There's the cube. They did a sphere as that, well. You know what? The ball cube, that is a... Don't know, but that is a valid... That is a valid yeah, argument. The transporter thing. thing, by the way, that's purely a storytelling tool to get people from A to B. That's all it is. Hyperspeed. It's just a storytelling tool. Okay, it's detail there. But like Borg would have been... a. Not a better choice than Enterprise because Enterprise is iconic. Of course it is, but it's Borg a is a very good vehicle. After it. What the Borg? No, the Enterprise. <laughs> no, and that and that is absolutely brilliant. You the, know, it's the, like yeah, there's no Star Wars uh, vehicles. Klingon Kling bird of prey. That's a pretty cool ship. Yeah, that is uh, cool. Yeah, Romulan warbird. Uh huh. But again, you're just now your criticisms towards Dwayne. I just You're said just I can list some ships. Ship. Some... Well, all right. Yeah, quite, quite... Okay, a Romulan um, warbird then. Just to... drink it's... this coffee. I'm gonna get this. It's got a cloak. It's got a cloaking device. It's got. It uses a, a singularity, a quantum singularity, to power it. Yeah, but well, that works just, in but that that's detail. That's detail. Yeah, but in that. Yeah, but, but it doesn't. It is there. It's just. It's just. Not necessary to kind of remember the ship. There is down. a storytelling device, and so you're having a, a, a cloak. Great. And actually, didn't didn't the last film have a cloak in the on one of their vehicles? What's Star Trek? Yeah, Star, the, no, Star. no Star Wars. That shitty Star Wars film, the one where uh, Leia is actually alive again, and they plummet into the planet or something. I don't know. It's that shit. I just don't want to see it again. I'm <laughs> just trying to forget that film ever existed. Uh, but anyway, like, but like, you don't associate like cloaking devices with Star Wars, you know, even though they'll probably put them in or whatever. Cause it's more of a storytelling device, yeah. But like, you're thinking about the. I'm thinking, right, when you're saying iconic ships, I'm thinking about the shape. When you see a silhouette, if I see a cube, I will actually just think of the Borg. If I see a a ship which doesn't have to look like the Enterprise, but it has the the, uh, the the fins of a starship and the round base, I'll think, oh, that's from Star Trek. If I see like a semicircle with a groove in the middle, well, that looks like the Falcon. It's silhouette here, but don't talk silhouette, no details. Yeah. You see a, a triangle. You, it's just a circle. That'd be a Death Star. Now the ones or, I think or, I've got a bit of contention or, or with. <laughs> got a bit of contention with are A, B, and Y wings. Only because I think you've got to be real proper Star Wars fans really to know where they're coming from. But I think anybody who's not a Star Wars fan would know what the Millennium Falcon looks like, would know what a Star Destroyer looks like, would know what the Death Star looks like in a silhouette an X, form. An X-Wing looks like. An X-Wing, oh, X, a TIE Fighter. A TIE Fighter. Absolutely iconic design there. Forget the TIE Bomber and Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, the standard bog, uh, bog standard TIE Fighter, absolutely iconic in that one. So 
Yeah, yes, you are right. The, the Enterprise, because most of its storytelling is about the ship. Remember, the ship in the Enterprise is a part of the crew. It's yeah, the, it's the, it's the, the other thing. member. The yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's fine because it's its storytelling device. It needs that. It needs that ship, and it needs to be able to have a holodeck so then they can have these other adventures, which the writers then have got even more breaths they can write into. You know, and teleporters so they can get them to planets quicker and all that. That storytelling device again. Like, you know, I, I think the amount of visible iconic vehicles would have to be Star Wars. I can't. All I can think about in Star Trek is. The Enterprise shape, it doesn't have to be the Enterprise, but they're all the same. You are right, like the Excelsior. That's fine. The I'll, that's fine. I'll concede, I'll concede the point, but I, it just further strengthens my point that with Star Wars, it's all surface-level stuff. No, it's not. Because you're just saying it's just how, what they how, look like. It's just what I assume. Well, no, but, no, like no but Star Trek is a different... Right, to be fair, we're also comparing apples to oranges. Star Trek is not Star Wars. Star Wars isn't Star Trek, no, no. and you know, and we're not. We're like, we are. We are comparing. We are leaguing it, and we are going to have a score at the end. And there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser. But at the end of the day, they are different things completely. Now, Star Trek, most of its storytelling is oh, okay, not most of it. A lot of it, it's about the ship and on the ship, and the ship is a part of. That's where it's the hub where they always go back. It's you know, it's the bit the place where they start and the place where they end. You know, it's always back on the ship. Star Wars doesn't need that. It, you know, it needs the whole world or the whole universe or galaxy or whatever to move around and it needs the ships just to transport them from A to B. When you're saying iconic ships, though, what, what, what I see in it as, like, as the voter here is if you just show me cards, if you show me a card, of, okay, I know what a Star Trek space shuttle looks like, so that's a bit of an unfair thing, but I don't think most people will. I would. It's just quite... It's quite I, I, would more rec- I would more easily recognise... You would know what a Battlestar Galactica Viper looks like, and you would know what a oh, Battlestar Galactica Cylon ship looks like. Of course, yeah, iconic, absolutely iconic ships. They only have one purpose. You know, they're just small. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like that. So, Dave, on this one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, look, mate, it does fine. pay that's, me that's because, no, I was because say, the, en- actually, the Enterprise. When it comes to like, small vehicles which are attached to a big vehicle, I couldn't tell you what this, the Star Trek transporter thing is, but I could. Tell you what Starbug looks like. From yeah. Dwarf. Well, the transport See, is not a, it's not a physical thing. It's a, just a, what's it thing, isn't it? No, there's like a little Tele- shuttle. Teleportation thing. thing. Oh, yeah, well, there's a shuttle, yeah. Yeah. A little shuttle thing. Which is quite, the Star Trek shuttles are quite nondescript, to be fair. They're just sort of blocks, really. They're like minibuses or something. Mini four transits, mate. Yeah, there's like four transits. <laughs> if you show a picture of somebody who's not really into it, then they go, "Okay, it looks like a, looks like whatever." So, right, so right, we've done iconic ships and vehicles. Are, are you two happy with that one? Uh, I've cast my vote. Which, it's which way Star did you Wars. go? I, 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 oh, okay. Star Wars. I didn't see that. Coming, yeah, that's but... mate. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's 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 fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, that's, okay. That's fine. right then. This one, I think Dave's got it kind of in the. Well, I don't know. It depends do how good do Dwayne is arguing on this one. So, alien know? species representation. Dave, you first. Oh, it's just, it's just all about the depth again. Really, it's you got the Klingons, which are probably the most famous. Famous, um, but they're like this this proud warrior race steeped in culture. They've got all these kind of rituals. 
there's a language there's a klingon language that was invented for star trek 3 so there's a you can you can go to you can study klingon if you want there's a you know there's a, there's a language as bizarre as that sounds um you've got you, you've got the borg that are made up of just other people other races that have been assimilated into the into the collective so it's pretty they're pretty tragic really um uh, you know they've got a very singular singular vision um there's the ferengi that are all about profit and making money the vulcans who have tried to remove emotion from their you know from themselves and they're purely logic but actually they're not because they've got really deep set emotions that they sort of struggle to control all, all the time um you've got the rom the romulans that are like the bloody stasi they're just they're the vulcan's cousins but they're like into all this kind of secretive stuff and they're they're horrible bastards but you've got the orions that are green and sexy there's just like there's just lo there's just load there's just loads there's loads and there's 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 depth to them again there's just this all this stuff underneath the surface that explains how they are it's not just a load of different yeah, the one thing I do like about Star Trek is I, I do think there is attention to detail on the amount of alien species they do have and they interact with. Like Rom, if you if you like Star Trek, even a little bit, I don't think you have to be that into it. But you know where Romulan is, you know what you know what their core traits are as well. Yeah, but you're not in Star Trek. So you know about Klingon. You know what Klingon. Yeah, you know what a Klingon is. You know they're a warring yeah, race. Like Romulan is a trading race. Yeah, uh, you know Borg. Uh, they want to simulate people, but. It's weird as Borg as well because you can look at them as an evil threat, but they are. But they also just say, "Going well, we're more superior. And we want, it. but also we want to incorporate everybody. We want everybody's traits into our system." And they're all, so again. therefore, they're, but they're all they're all they're all victims because they've all been assimilated against their will. So they're yeah. actually they're all victims as well. You know, and then obviously you got the uh, the uh, planets, M class planets, and all that kind of stuff with people on there and things like that. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Dave's got a really good argument here. I mean, I'm a big Star Wars fan, actually, as you know. I mean, so, the, Dwayne, the thing is, what, what as, have you got? As we've talked about before, I think Star Trek has got, because it's more spread out over series, as I've said this before, it, they've got more time to kind of build up these things, whereas Star Trek doesn't... And I will kind of concede, I think, that, yes, I think there are a lot of alien species within the Star Wars universe. I mean, just look at the um, that cantina moment when they first walk in in New Hope. Like the amount of creatures that are around, like the, but the, not but the, but being a Star Wars fan, Dave, can you imagine? Can you name any of those species in that canteen? It's just a bunch of things <laughs> that look different. There's no, there's yeah. nothing underneath. No, but that's it. it no, I would yeah. agree that it's just like a bunch of things that look different. So yes, there is like a, a mass of different things. But I think you'd have to be really nerdy to like know. Well, all yeah, the you've got you've got the Wookiees and you've got uh, you know Yoda's race and you know you've got all that you know all those races which the, they're the, there the, for the, the storytelling. You sort of know about the Jawas. And yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. The no, they're, 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 yeah, they're the storytelling beats and like you need to know and about the, those the, characters the, as well. The yeah, Mon yeah. Calamari and that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't think they go in as much depth as Star Trek does. I I think I'll have to concede this one. I think they Star Wars does have a lot. But I don't think any of them are as fleshed out as they are in the Star Trek. But I mean, a lot, a lot of them in Star Trek are just people painted different colours, though. There is that, but, but I think but there's got a reason more... for that. There's an epi- there is an episode of Star Trek that explains why they all look the same. I won't go into it now. 
but there is. Okay. Good. Because it's already run into yeah, a very long fine. podcast. But, but it, is. <laughs> it is. It is. So, so notch that one up to Star Trek. I will, I will concede that on. one. Okay, then. So we'll move swiftly on. So Dave doesn't argue himself out of a point. Uh, representation in other media forms. It's just the, it's so just this, the last topic. Uh, this no, is the, there's, there's one after. One after this one. Iconic moments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So this will also this will include uh, books, music. Remember Shackner? He's a good singer. Don't di- don't diss him. Hey, and what uh, about what about Leonard c- Nimoy and the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. and uh, and computer game representation because we've not even touched on any of that at the moment. Uh, so I'm going to pass this one over to Dave. Now this one I think is going to be a back and forth one. So, but I'm going to start off with Dave and see what he comes out with first. I haven't got much to be honest. I know there's a lot of stuff, but things that come to mind. All right, I'll start. We'll start with video games then. I can only. I might get crucified for this, but I can only think of one Star Trek game that's any good, and I haven't played many. I've played. I think I've played three, and two of them were shit. Um, I played a game on. I think it was. It was Xbox, the original Xbox, called um, Shattered Universe, which you fly ships around and, and, and shoot other ships, and that was terrible. Um, Star Trek Online, I had a little dabble at that. That's so bad. Yeah, That's and so that shit. Um, the only Star Trek game I've played and enjoyed uh, is Bridge Crew. Ah, and that's no, because that is amazing. That's because there's been a group of us, and we, you know what a game. Because you're actually you're on the bridge of the Enterprise, and you're, well, you know, shoot Christ. Um, I've also in, I've enjoyed playing that game ship. solo. I've enjoyed playing that game solo because oh, yeah. you you you're in, you are captain, you are yeah. you know you ain't got anybody. Okay, I love playing with you lot. Of course I do. It's the best. But you're just sitting there. You're looking around. You go, hey. I'm actually on the inter- I'm actually on a bridge here, and I'm in captain's chair, and oh, I don't know. It's it's quite cool. I just wish that game was a little bit more in depth. It would have been nice to like go to other decks or go to the engineer, yeah, go yeah. to engineering yeah. and all that. Cause, but anyway, that's going a bit better there. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, a bit Dwayne. Dwayne well, should we go to Dwayne on games and then? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Dwayne so has I, no again. Games. I think. Yeah, Dwayne has got no games. So Star Wars, I think, is again it's a very mixed bag of quality of games. I mean, there are some pretty shocking games, um, but I think the the standout ones are the Rogue Squadron games, particularly the the first one which came out on the GameCube, which I think was Rogue Rogue Leader, which basically took you through all the iconic Star Wars from the original trilogy. So it started with the Death Star attack and then went all the way through to the Death Star attack and Return of the Jedi. A couple of like other missions in between, and that was really really good. Um, I never played it, but Knights of the Old Republic has like a lot of love. The old PCR MM Pugger, however you want to say that. Um, and Fallen Order, like the most recent offering, uh, was just amazing. So so good. Um, Battlefront. People seem to put a lot of time into it, but you know it's one of those EA cash machine type things with your loot boxes and whatnot. So we Kind of gloss over that, but I think I think Star Wars has more to offer game wise than Star Trek does. Can I can I add? Yes, this? please do. Yeah, okay, right. So I've got to admit, I've never played a good Star Trek game. Uh, I've never 
and the only one I have played is really is probably that online one because it was a free. But oh my god, it's god awful. It's a terrible game. Uh, it's an MMO, and I'm not into MMOs, and it's just really janky as well. I think you've played it as well, Dan. It's just it's shit, shit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna go, but way back, cast your mind back to the year 1983, maybe Atari 2600. Empire Strikes Back on that. Loved it when I was a kid. Loved it. Oh, I do sort of remember that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm talking it. really, really, really old. Cool. The Lego, ba- the Lego Batman game, the Lego the Star Wars Star games. Wars are fantastic. They were nice. I remember, I remember having a Wii, and it was near enough impossible to get a New Hope for the Wii. Uh, a Lego Star Wars, a New Hope, and I managed to get it, and it was just, I know, we just played it and loved it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the only game back then I played on PC. A lot. I even bought a graphics card at the time just so I could do it. It was Jedi Knight 2. Love Jedi Knight 2. It was an amazing game. Uh, but then, I don't know, it sort of tapered off a bit. I played the Lego games. Uh, I didn't really play uh, the uh, the racer one. Cause oh, Pod- I I've had it on yeah. the Xbox. Yeah, yeah but it was, it was connected to the a crap film. And I just had no... I just didn't want anything to do with it, really. So... Uh, X-Wing v TIE Fighter, though. Yeah. That was... Any of those dogfighting ones. Loved that on the PC. It was ace. It was really good. Uh, Battlefront. Now, a uh, friend of the show, Jamie, he, I remember meeting him. We bought Battlefront. It was only like a tenner and stuff. And, and it was like the tenner for the full ultimate version and all that. Because obviously, yeah, I dropped the ball in on that one as well. It was the first one. And uh, we were really excited. We played it for a couple of uh, for about a week, and we were expecting everybody else to play it as well because it was really cheap, and nobody else has ever played it since. Even because it's that typical, everybody's going to buy Destiny Two, and nobody plays it, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but it's a very good game. It's a very good shooter. You know, uh, Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two is virtually free on all platforms anyway now, and it's a it's a good shooter. You can ignore the loot boxes. It's a good shooter. Uh, I am quite looking for, and now I know we're not talking about things which are coming out, but the the they're remaking all the Lego uh, Star Wars games, and that's in the future release. So are I'm they? quite looking forward to that. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm quite looking forward yes. to that. But unfortunately, though, we've got all the other, we got the prequels and the sequels in there as well, but we can ignore those for now. Uh, did you ever play Force Awakens? Yep, both of them. Really yeah, enjoyed those. That, that was awesome. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that as well. So, on the games front, then. I think Star Wars does win that one, uh, just because of our experiences and even Dave's experiences. And now Dave pulled a game out, which is like this is the the, the seminal Star Trek game you should be playing if you are in Star Trek. Then fair enough, but I, I don't think you can pull one out of the bag, can you? On that one, Dave? well, only Bridge Crew, but uh, oh, Bridge. Oh yeah, I'm not going to Bridge Crew is amazing. It's a great game, but it is a great game. I, I can't. No, I, I can't think of anything else. So, yeah, I know, I know. Star Wars has so, definitely got it on the games. Now, as everybody knows, I'm very thinly read, so I cannot comment on any kind of book literature. I've read A New Hope, and it was a terrible book. Film is far better than the book. But uh, <laughs> uh, what about novelization of the films? You know, obviously, See, there's uh, a big I tend to avoid novelizations of films because they're never that good normally. But uh, Star, Star Wars has had like a lot, a lot of um, novels of like. Um, alternate star and a lot of it has been discounted as non-canon i think there's like a timothy zahn series that's because of, of disney that's not because yeah, of Dis- uh, Dis- yeah. disney have like fucked it basically 
Um, yeah, there's a, like a load of comic books. There's like a load of books. I think they released um, High Republic, which is like going way, way back, way before even uh, New Hope timeline. So they've kind of like really been expanding the universe quite a lot with that. Sort. I'm not saying any of it's any good. I did try to read the first book. It seemed a bit, I'm going to say Michael Bay. It's like trying to be too action-y. And yeah. that's not, not what you want in a book. You want something a bit more cerebral but yeah it just yeah, felt a yeah. bit blah so i didn't enjoy it but it's there it's it's something that exists oh comics sorry comics comic yeah, just okay. just so many star wars comic books like yeah. i wouldn't even know where to start with those but there's also lots of star trek ones did you ever read star trek ones dave comics or anything like that? no no yeah i had a, I had, a I had a moment uh when i was younger like getting been for a couple of years star trek uh, comics and they were quite good you know they're just comics of adventures and that so Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I just comics are superheroes to me. I, I struggle to read a comic about anything else, really. Yeah, it's not. It's not my um, thing. I know lots of people are really into it, but it's, it's not something. How, how about role playing games? Did any of you guys ever used to play uh, Star the Trek role playing game or Star Wars? Star Wars role playing game as well. No, I never. Yep. I never. I, I play both. Just done, I play Dungeons and Dragons for me. Yeah. So. It was. I really had a good time in playing both as well. You know, they are very different games as well. It is like comparing, you know, apples and oranges. You know, very different, but very enjoyable. Good game. If you're into role playing games, they are very good games in that sense. The the, the only the only Star Trek books I've read is um, the I've annual read... 1977. No, no, I read. <laughs> um, William Shatner wrote a series of Star Trek books um, that were after. Generations had finished, which was Generations was a film that Kirk died in on that mountain. Um, Spoil- and, spoiler alert! Oh yeah, sorry, shit, ruined it. Um, and he wrote uh, three or four books um, that I read a couple of times each, and at the time I sort of I did really enjoy them, and then I I thought about them afterwards, and but but basically, well, Captain Kirk gets brought back from the dead. By I think it's the Borg that um that, re- that resurrects him from the from the from the dead, um and he 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 sort of turns into this like you can tell William Shatner wrote him, Captain Kirk's like a fucking superhero that um he's you know he he spends more time with Picard and he's he's better than Picard and then he spends time with Janeway and Janeway fancies him and uh, or do you know what I mean it's like the it's like a teenage boy's written him really. Fan fiction, about, yeah, about it is sort of fan fiction, just about how ace Captain Kirk is and, and all the rest of it. And at the time, I thought they were good, but I think now they're a bit sort of trashy, really. Um, but that's the only that's the only. I'm not confident in this subject that I'm going to get the point, as you can tell. That's the only stuff I've read. Well, one one subject I have no I have no knowledge on now, Dwayne. Please correct me. Is music of any of the Star Wars crew? Apart from the Cantina Band, doesn't count. Or John Williams does not count, even though the most iconic music, I think, more iconic than oh, Star Trek. Okay, so if you, my opinion, so I would argue, so you can't, you can't talk about William Shatner's stuff because it's not directly because you were talking earlier on about separating the actors from the roles. So you can't say you can't I was say trying to get William it in Shatner's, there. I was trying to shoot William Shatner's stuff that he did musically, <laughs> like that amazing, I have to say, absolutely amazing cover of um, Rocket Man, which is just I know, common amazing. people. Common people, you did as common well, people yeah. is just so yeah. good, so so good. And I did, did sort of joke about it, but Leonard, Leonard Nimoy's 
ballad of Bilbo Baggins is it's good fun. But it's not Star Trek and it's not Star Wars. So if if you want to talk about music, um, which we haven't, and I don't think I, I don't think we should um, grade it. But no, John I Williams, think but, John Williams. Yeah, we need we need to touch the cap. No, uh, this is this is my ignorance. Now, I'll just, hopefully, you guys know who wrote the uh, iconic music for Star Trek. Does anybody know or the fanfare without looking it up? The fanfare. No, I don't know without looking it up. No, because that is iconic. You know the duh, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just absolutely iconic. It is, but with Star Wars Star with a crawl, just, where they're just the, sitting in there, the, the cinema. And the... Um, I did go and see um, Star Wars and Empire with a live orchestra doing that, and it was it just oh my blew me away. So yeah. it's just amazing. But I'm willing. I'm willing to only on the music here. Because the Star Trek, but, but you thing, can't include Trek... you can't include that because it's this, not part. We've, we've it's, just it's we've other, gone off topic. Other media, we've gone off topic. And that last yeah, well, music. You know, we haven't gone off topic. Yeah, but it's in music the, it's in the film. You can't include it. We've not. We've not. We didn't actually bring score as a thing. But I think Star Wars. Okay. That anyway, okay. But... Fair enough. Well, you know what I was going to say there, Dave. I my I was going to wrap it up there, but my personal opinion would be they are both so important and iconic that I couldn't I wouldn't be able to you score one over the other no, I, I couldn't agree. Star Trek is too their theme tune is too important and too iconic and Star Wars is too you know iconic and too important not to has, they, has they Star are. Wars had a number one single yes uh, oh what was it I The Fate know. of Two something it was uh, um, uh, Phantom Menace Jewel, Jewel remember it's that's it, yeah. It was a number. I think it was a number one single. I think, but, but it's I from the film. But it's is that from the film? It is from the yeah. film. Yeah, it's the. It doesn't count. Okay, okay. So what? Star Are you talking about Star Star Trek, Star Trek, Trek by the firm? across the universe? By the firm. <laughs> on the Starship Enterprise under. Yeah, what, Coast. mate? He's got us there. He's got us there. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm gonna to have to give this one Star Wars, I'm afraid. Oh. Only, uh, well, your whole argument is Star Trekking. That's it, really. Is the majority of my argument, because yeah. your game, your game experience, and what you know of games is one game, and you thought it was shit. Oh no, no, no. Uh, sorry, Bridge Crew, which you thought it was about, and I think it's amazing too. Don't get me wrong, but the other game is crap. You've not really read anything of it. I read the William and you Shatner only can books, pull one but I did song. say they were shit as well. Actually, yeah, yeah. I am going to give this one Star Wars. Now, this might, if anybody listens to this, I hope they do, because this is a proper document now out there for people to, you know, go back to. hope they don't hate us for marking this one, because this is a tough one. Only because I, I'm not a overly au fait with Star Trek media across other, you know, platforms and things like that. And, and by the sound of it, the person who's defending Star Trek isn't. So, but anyway, the Star Wars is getting a mark on that one. So, the last one. Okay. So far, I remember, and I've gone back and done cultural movements, and I've given that one to Star Trek, so that I'm not off the fence. Star Trek has got it. Star Trek now has one, two, six, but Star Wars has eight. Oh. So even if you get iconic moments. Oh. You're not going to win, but but you will be a really right. If Star Wars gets this, then you're three points behind. 
if you get this, then you're only one point behind. Yeah? So it's really, it is peg leveling. It, it's been really close call all the way through. Okay, so, this is for pride. This is, for this pride. is exactly on. for pride. Okay, so iconic moments. We already know I'm what Dwayne's going to say. So right, fine. let's, let's get a Dwayne. Because he's in the lead at the moment with his Star Wars vote. So yes, Dwayne, let's go. Okay, so just touching, because I think they, just because that's where the most iconic moments fell, we'll just talk about the original trilogy. So, opening crawl, just amazing. Then cut straight to Tantive 4 being chased by a Star Destroyer. So a big fucking ship comes on screen, and then a fucking bigger ship comes on screen. How, that's just like, the it's... The, probably one of the most memorable moments in Star Wars. And then moving forward, uh, the canteen scene with all those races of aliens all kind of t- together drinking. Uh, then moving forward again, the Death Star attack, the trench run. See, it's it's just so so good. And we don't. Then we don't get to Empire. You can only pick one. No, no, we're talking all... No, iconic all moments. I, iconic moments. Oh, so, I'm just... Oh, shit, just, touching, one. <laughs> just touching on them briefly. Just touching on them very, very briefly. So then, moving on to Empire Strikes Back, you got the snow speeder attack on the Atats, going around the legs, oh. taking them down. Oh, so, so ion good. cannon. The ion the cannon. cannon. <laughs> First shuttle is away. Yay! Uh, then there's, like, the Yoda thing, pulling the... the, the um, X-Wing out of the swamp, then there's like the whole Cloud City thing, there's the thing that uh, Stu mentioned earlier with it, like hands going down and Leia goes, I love you he goes, I know, just like, oh my god then you've got the whole Darth Vader reveal, I am your father, like the battle there, it's just like mm. oh, so, so good and then um, going on to uh, Return of Jedi it, it kind of the, 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 the Han rescue is a bit blur but um the, the attack, the the, the 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 pinnacle of the the like the the, the, fire, the, the finale of yeah. Return of the Jedi with that attack on the Death Star is just mm. amazing. And Luke losing his shit. Oh, Luke losing amazing. his shit, then Vader and that battle, and then him taking his helmet off. Of it's just it's just full of iconic moments. That trilogy just so so good, so so good. I'm not even going to go into like. What I think is actually pretty good, which is pod racing and the the, the the three-way battle, lightsaber battle. And I know we just touched on it, and it's not technically an iconic moment, but the soundtrack is iconic mm. in itself. I mean, having it sat watching like a, a, an orchestra play that, it was just, you see how well it ties in with what's going on on screen. It's just amazing. Just so, I mean, so the, good. The, 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 the Empire Death March and oh. Leia's theme and it's just so many individual and, uh, and themes Luke's, that are so recognisable. Yeah, Luke's theme as well when he's uh, you know it's just it's just my yeah I agree yeah, but Lloyd but also there are also iconic moments on Star Trek as well. Oh, there are. Please so, tell us, Dave. Dave. Well, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Let me guess. It's when Spock. Fine. It's when Spock dies at the end of. Wrath of Khan and his hand oh, comes no. up and comes down. Oh, that is iconic. Kirk, you don't Kirk diss that, Dwayne. No, I'm not. Dwayne, I'm just saying that's that. that's the one I can. That's the one I can think the of. Pro- the the problem is there's lots of moments, and, and as you have done, Dwayne, so eloquently. To be fair, you've listed 
top bits out of those films, right? And I could list top bits out of the Star Trek films. The problem is, they, there's just... It's a smaller frame of reference. So, they just... Okay, I give, don't us, think give me an example then, Dan. They've got the, I don't think they've got the impact. Right, well, for me, the top iconic moment from Star Trek is the opening credits. The space, the final frontier. And you've got the fanfare going and... You're talking about original... Are you talking about all? Well, the next generation does it as well, but that's the really famous Star Trek thing that uh, I think you'd struggle to find anyone on the planet that didn't know about that. Yeah, I agree. uh, That's just such a famous speech. Um, You know, new life, new civilizations, all all that kind of all that kind of stuff. That's probably well, it is. I think that's the most iconic thing in all of Star Trek. Is that speech that Kirk gives and then Picard gives at the start of the you know the respective TV shows? I, I just don't think it gets bigger than that in terms of the amount, the sheer volume of people knowing that thing. No, I don't think okay. anything else. Uh, yeah, Spock dying. The, you know the, what? The it is hard. Blowing up at the end of Star Trek Three. Oh God, yeah. The the. <laughs> The, the way the whales I love the, the whales. whales in Star in that was a major nah. thing when when they go over to Chicago as well and sort of the whole of the, the Chicago bridge is just completely underwater because the, the, they need to get the whales back in and stuff because the anomaly it's ice love it yeah it is um it's San Francisco but yeah it is that's San Francisco sorry yeah yeah stuff like that but fucking uh, hell the stuff that Dwayne's listed, I don't think Star Trek has got the volume of stuff on that magnitude, and it's a real That's shit. Mad be- well, but it has so so much that it could more. have. Yeah, I mean, you, we have already established that Star Trek has, has more, way content. more content. Yeah, but it's more. It's. I just think it's more understated. It's. I don't. It hasn't got the. Um, so someone said, well, I don't know who said it, but they said the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek is if you looked at it in music terms, that Star Trek is classical music and Star Wars is rock and roll. So Star Wars is a lot more crash bang wallop. Yeah, I'd probably Star agree with Trek, that. Actually. And Star Trek has got the depth underneath. So I don't think, I think Star Wars lends itself more to having these big crash bang wallop iconic moments than than Trek I think Trek's well, okay, how about the, in its depth. I'm got I'm trying to trying to give you a bone here as well. What about the iconic moments with uh Uhura, which you mentioned earlier on? The the first interracial kiss. Yeah. That that's that's I'd say that's mind blowing. <laughs> it was like just... the first. Well it is. It, <laughs> well it you is know, yeah, so... it's it is iconic. But I don't think it's you know. I there's not I don't think there's enough of that. If you're going for one iconic thing, I would go for the for the opening credits, the space, the final frontier thing, because it just because everybody. In the Again, this is tough. This is tough that. for me because obviously you know I'm a, a massive Star Wars fan, but I am a massive Star Trek fan as well. No, nowhere near as much of a day, but it, 
everyone Dwayne has listed has just got me yes, 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 everything. And the best thing is, it's on the proper first three films. I can't really give you anything what happened in the rest. I couldn't give a client. A friend of mine once said, uh, I remember we, we saw Phantom Menace and we went to see it a couple of times. We were quite excited and then realised it was a bad film. And then he said to me, he said, one day, he said, what makes those films completely different to the others is you couldn't give a shit about any of the characters. They could just die tomorrow and you would not care. You cared about Chewie. You cared about Han. You cared about Luke. You cared about R2. You know, those ones. And, and those and those like all icon- iconic bits. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like the the bits what Dwayne has only listed has only been in the first three films. You've got a whole raft of 1966 to present day TV series, including films. And the only one you can mention is the, the title sequence. But, uh, as I said just now, that's the. I think that's the difference between the two things. I, d- I don't agree with the, the classic, classical and rock and roll thing. No, I can see I can see how that analogy I can works. see it, but I don't really agree with it because that's that's under that's underselling. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Star Trek. The last three films have been rock and roll. That's all they are. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you're going to go in well, that, yeah. Sense, look, look like, who made them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, uh, maybe. I, I think you know where I'm going to go with this one, don't you? Yeah. Shock. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm What's sorry. I have to. I have to. It's. I. I just. Circuit. I mean, maybe, maybe in that last round, I didn't do Star Trek. Just. I don't know, but I just. I cannot list the things that Dwayne can list. I, but I don't think that's a fault of Star Trek. I just think that. It's just more subtle. Is what it is. Yeah. I don't. I. Yeah. It ha- I don't. It just hasn't got as many of as though of those moments because it's it. It's got different things, like like, right. de- like depth of character and proper storytelling. Okay. Now, I've got the final scores, and Star Wars is the winner with nine categories. One uh, over Star Trek, six categories, but. Please don't underestimate or understate. Star Trek is ace. I really like Star Trek a lot. Like Star Wars more, isn't in, but they, they, but there is little less content which we've already established in this. But I, I, I'm always, I'm always excited when a Star Trek series is announced, and like I said, and I am pissed off that I can't watch the new Star Trek. Well, I'll probably, I'll find ways to watch it, but. I can't watch it in my normal manner where it was on one particular provider. Now it's not allowed. It's got to be on another. So we have to hunt for it and do jump through hoops for it. It's a bit annoying. And I do hope, and I really do hope they sort out the franchise. I hope they sort out Star Wars. Jesus Christ, I'm not looking forward to the new uh, I don't know. Taika Waititi's pretty good. I think he's, that's good ha- Good hands there. Yeah, I've, I think they got a lot of proof though. I, I'm, just, I'm jaded at the moment. But like, I want Star Trek to sort out the contractual problems and get a film out. I, I just do. I just get it out. Just get something out there. Yeah, Star Trek fans are chopping at the bit for this. They want a film. They want their their heroes, their characters on screen, and they want them on their ranches. But haven't you know. we sort of decided that actually, I think this kind of has proved that Star Trek actually works better in the TV medium. So oh, way that, better. Yeah. So I think actually just stick to what you're good at, actually. Don't. Because I think those sort of long, overarching stories, those ca- kind of character developments, 
is actually better for the fans than yeah. these kind of like quick, I'm gonna say rock and roll type movies where if, it kind of doesn't, if, if it doesn't do a, it justice. If they get a proper film series going, like they did with like two, three, and four, where there's there is some story continuation and you've got some really great characters, then then I think that's that is you know. It's, then movies is fine, but I kind of do agree with you guys about the TV thing, yeah. So, right then, that's the conclusion. So, I hope now we've put this to bed. Star Wars is better than Star Trek. <laughs> End of debate. <laughs> the End log of. has ordered the statements to be true. <laughs> Congrats, so. Congratulations, Dan. You're welcome. It was a good fight. For, I for, mean, for I, proving I tell you, you, Star Wars got is better. To, good quality uh, wins in there though I'll tell you but anyway we're going to sign off now so I'm just going to end with some housekeeping uh, you can find us all on Facebook Twitter Instagram and get us on email if you search for the log box and that's two G's in log uh, on Google you'll find us uh, at the top of the list email us uh, the log box at gmail.com uh, we always hang about on uh, Facebook so just get us there we're a bit old so Twitch and Instagram Oh, sorry, Twitter and Instagram are a bit uh, whenever we can be asked. <laughs> so we're not very good at that one. So, but uh, yeah, so if anybody, if you have any thoughts, comments, thoughts, and ideas or whatever, just uh, head uh, them over to us. So, uh, but what we'll say is uh, we'll see you all later. Bye. 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 Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.